from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have uh, Daniel Moreno here from Other You to talk to us about Nintendo stuff. I'm ready to crumple this last boss in a, into a paper basketball. My new MacBook arrived. Woo! Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 232, your place from Nintendo news, from Nintendo fans like yourselves, which is us, and uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey, Final Boss Syndrome Johnson. I'm Jeremy, taking the fall over and over and over again, Mikowski. I'm John, got some games after all, Knitter. And this week we have a special guest. Hi, I am Daniel. I really hope my controller works today. Moreno. <laughs> <laughs> Why is, are you having controller issues over there or have been? No, I just, I just, I always blame like a button on my controller or a keyboard or whatever I'm playing on. If I like miss a cue or something, if I'm late, then I'm just like, oh, why won't this button work? It must be broken. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> I had yeah, a, that makes any sense. I had this old strategy guide for Mortal Kombat 3. I think it was a strategy guide for the arcade, like before it was released on Super Nintendo and Genesis. And in the back of the, I'm sure I mentioned this on the show before, but in the back of the strategy guide, there's like a glossary of terms in there of like arcade terms that people would use. And, uh, <laughs> one of them was called a poo dip is what it was. And a, a poo dip is a person who blames the controller for their loss is what it said <laughs> in there. And I had never yeah. heard anybody ever say this before ever in my mm-hmm. entire life. And I never have to this day. But yeah, this fucking uh, strategy guy that I said said that was a, an arcade term and I thought it was hilarious and I never forgot. That's just it, somebody trying to make poo dip happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're, they're trying to make it a thing, Surely you know, I don't know. Thing. It's just funny <laughs> that it was in, I was like, oh no, I've heard no one say poo dip other than me just because I read it in this book. And yeah, I think that's it's just hilarious. when you don't wash your hands after you leave the bathroom. Right <laughs> when, when, when you're poo dipping, yeah. Yep. So, when you touch <laughs> the joystick with your gross hands, uh-huh. yeah. Mm. So uh, we actually, right before we recorded this podcast, I was doing. Uh, I was actually on Daniel's show, uh, Other You. Mm-hmm. We, we've been recording that for an hour, but uh, tell everybody at home, like what what you've been doing, like what you have going for that. Oh man, so I have. This has probably been a brainchild of mine for. I want to say a couple of years now. The premise is um, I'm, I'm trying to explore in short story form uh, a decision in my guest's life that has had uh, like a long lasting repercussions. Right. And not necessarily a decision that that you make that you're like really ruminating over. And, and it's a, a tough decision. It could be as simple as when you're in seventh grade. For summer, your parents are like, yo, what are you going to do? You want to do soccer camp or do you want to band camp? Right. And you pick one and it just so happens that you pick soccer camp and you meet your best friend for the rest of your life at soccer camp. But if you went to band camp, you're never meeting that kid. Right. So that's an example of something that may have had uh, an impact. And so 
uh, I'll interview the person. I write a short story and then we, I read it and we discuss it. So it gives me a, a chance to be creative in a couple different ways. One in conversation and then two in writing. But the, I think the, the thing that has taken the most time on this project is the fact that I'm trying to add music to every episode and finding royalty free music for every episode is the bane of my existence right now. Mm. It, it, it probably, it's, it probably wouldn't fit your show, but, uh, Use NES music. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about any of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, if it's not like straight up like the Mario theme, like most of that right. stuff, nobody gives a shit about. Like I've used oh, multiple, like, you know, what, like a Silver Surfer soundtrack, like stuff, especially that game. Like nobody gives a shit about that soundtrack. So. Yeah. Okay. You so, can at least use it for Trey's episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will, I will keep that in mind. Yeah. Cause I always try and pick music that's, particular to the person like mm. one of my guests he loves reggaeton and there's fucking zero free reggaeton music mm. yeah. on any website that hosts like royalty free music yeah i so. haven't mo- most of the time i just i just pull uh pull audio tracks from games and and from the most part like you, you know we, we put a lot of stuff on youtube through through this mm-hmm. show and uh, yeah the only ones i've even like Nintendo stuff I've had on there, I've had, I've seen nothing about. Like mm-hmm. the only time I get like copyright stuff is mostly like yeah, it's real songs. Like the, we mm-hmm. record, we recorded a video once of of Jeremy and I like playing Tony Hawk Three like with the with the music on, and of course oh, none gotcha, of that okay. was able to be used, you know, because of the music. So like mm-hmm. you have stuff like that, and and I do these. I've been doing these video game radio shows on Twitch now on Saturdays, and most of the time it, it'll be like one weird random song that gets muted. So, hmm. it, but, it, but the rest of it won't. So it's, it's kind of strange, but for the most part, if you stick to like older, obscure, like Super Nintendo NES games, yeah, you never, I never hear anything about it. Like nobody, no nobody kidding. cares. Like it's, nice. you know, so I, so I <laughs> try to, that. I try to stick to a lot of, uh, obscure, like, especially like comic book games. Like I don't think anybody knows or cares about those soundtracks and I've never had yeah. anything ever come back as a copyright or whatever. Yeah. And I don't think we're, I mean, I don't think we're big enough to get sued by anybody anyway. So. I don't That's know. fair, but as far as the YouTube stuff goes, yeah, none of it has been like copyright struck on on those on those video game stuff. So nice, yeah, it's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Corona, Corona, Corona. How are how are you coping with uh with the change in the country with the, with the COVID and all that? You know, um, I'm a bit of an introvert and. That's not fair to say. I like, I, I'm, 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 I'm a homebody. Mm. I think I have my most fun when I'm at a house. If I want to go out drinking, I'd rather do it at somebody's house. Sure. Um, and drink it like a shit ton there, or hang out and invite people over to my place and have dinner parties or whatever. So the idea of staying in at the beginning, I was like, this is easy. I mean, are you kidding me? You're just asking me to live my regular life. But I think what took some of the fun of it away was uh, somebody told me I had to stay home. Yeah, and then I'm just like, well, man, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to go outside, but don't <laughs> tell me no, you know. So uh, it's it was and it was it was tough. I think my my wife and I headbutted a lot because she's she's somebody that her most of her fun is getting out, and even if like she's just driving around, the fact that she can get out and you know do stuff outside is what she loves. So like we were like like at odds because I'm like, no, we we need to stay in. She's like, I know, but let's go out. Like, but we need to stay Where? i know i know yeah. but let's go out anyway you yeah. know so she like she's like do you want to go to the grocery store maybe we could like pick up a thing a single thing no I'm like, 
No. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Not into that. Yeah. You know, so it's, it is, it has been an interesting adjustment and, um, I have learned that, um, playing 16 hours of video games a day is not sustainable. I tried. (laughs) It is not sustainable. Uh, but, uh, and, um, slowly getting through my catalog of books that I have bought and not read, but not fast enough to really be proud of my time during quarantine. Mm, yeah. I think we all like put together like a list of stuff that we were going to do during quarantine. And mm-hmm. one of them was like, I'm going to read through the stack of comics that I've had here for like ever. I haven't yeah. read, I haven't read any of them. Like yep. <laughs> just cause yeah. I, I just haven't got it. I was like, I'm gonna have a whole day where I'll just read books and like no TV. And I just, it, you wow. know, I mean, my, my, my wife were both here. So we, we watch TV together. So it's not really, Gotcha. You know, I would just have to go to the other room and, and read and just read books and then we wouldn't be able to hang out. So it'd be weird. So, yeah. so I haven't really, <laughs> you know, and that that's kind of part of it too, is balancing us hanging out together. But I think it's good that we're married and we don't hate each other. We actually like hanging yeah. out with each other still. So that's it's, pretty, yeah. so it's not really, it's not like, I hate you. I wish you weren't here. Like it's nothing like yeah. that. It's just trying to find stuff to do because we've, mm-hmm. I think anime works really well because some of them have a lot of episodes. So. It's a good That's thing true. to get into if you haven't watched any of that, that yet with your wife. We've uh, yeah, we've been. Oh we've, no, she she does she doesn't she hates like sitting down and watching TV. Oh okay. And like the only movies she really likes are documentaries. So uh, as an actor, I love I love watching TV. I love it, mm-hmm. and I love watching shitty movies because I, I I'm like hoping to find I'm like man maybe there's like a joke in here that makes this whole thing redeemable <laughs> or maybe there's like a really cool shot that I can be like oh that was actually really cool the rest of the movie sucked but that was cool yeah. she doesn't care about any of that at all so I like I'll get excited about stuff and she's like oh that's nice that's nice or like she'll sit down to watch something with me and just be on her phone the whole time mm. and I'm just like wanting to share this and I'm like oh she doesn't care at all just just text oh. text her while she's on the phone be like hey yeah. what's up what you doing over there? <laughs> mm-hmm. I have done that. I've like taken pictures of what I'm watching and then sent that to her. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is a movie, movie over here. <laughs> yeah. It's a, well, with my, with my wife, uh, Jess, it's sort of, I mean, she, she likes watching TV, but she doesn't have like a very high uh, tolerance level for, for bad movies. Like if she sees something that mm. she doesn't like, she just wants out like at the <laughs> beginning, you know? Yeah. So I do kind of have that where I'm like, well, no, let's see where it goes. And she's like, nah, mm-hmm. this, this is crap. So no, she yeah. just be like, uh-uh. sometimes she's, yeah, she's very quick to be like, no, no, I don't want to watch this. So, so some of it, so some of it's like that, but yeah, to that point where I'm like, well, maybe that, yeah, there might be a, sh- a redeeming part to it, but. Most of the time it isn't, so it's kind of better to get out. Does she sit through trauma movies with you at least? Oh no, I mean she's watched trauma movies with me. It's not oh, like, uh, I mean, of course she's seen most of them because I've showed them to her when we first started dating. So it wasn't stuff like that, but like, like you know, we went to go see uh, what was that fucking movie? Um, oh, fuck the the walrus one. Tusk. Tusk. Yeah, I, I I took her to go see Tusk, and like that movie was awful, and she just like wanted out of the theater so badly. Because it just it went nowhere, and there was like no real redeeming factor of that movie at all. At all, I think the only I think the most redeeming thing about Tusk is if you listen to the podcast that inspired Tusk. Like that's way funnier. Like them just talking it out before they actual make it, actually make a movie of it. I think that is yeah. hilarious. But the actual movie, no. There's like I guess maybe the the maybe the like latex suit that he wears when he's like the the walrus man is like okay, but. It's just like it's just crap. Like it's a lot <laughs> of it. Literally, they were like 
shooting the shit on a podcast and we're like, let's make a movie about this. And then they actually did. I think it yeah. was a, I think it was like a letter that they got about this story that somebody claimed was true and they thought it was funny. And then Kevin Smith was like, well, if you like this, you know, put like hashtag make Tusk or whatever on my Twitter. And like so many people did it and then they ended up doing it because it was cheap to do. And then they yeah. ended up making like, I mean, the Yoga Hosers is technically a sequel to Tusk. So they kept going. They got even worse after that. What? But uh, yeah, I had no idea Yoga Hosers was a sequel to Tusk. I mean, it, it takes place in the same world and the characters from Yoga Hoser are also in Tusk. Hmm. So like the 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 like the the store that they work at is in Tusk. Like he goes there, the dude goes there before he goes to that oh, guy's house. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like they're in the same world. So they're kind of sequels, and there's supposed to be a third one too, called like Moose Jaws, which never happened. But it's, hmm. <laughs> it do, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, no, that just reminded me. It has a lot of the stuff in that movie is like it's like improv scenes that it's just like constantly rambling, and they're just trying to mm-hmm. get to like one thing, and it's like just just get there, please. Like what? I don't know, but no, yeah, that's completely off topic, but but yeah, <laughs> we were talking about this on your show. One of the last times that I saw you was uh, at a Marvel versus Capcom three party that I had at my apartment when yeah. we did a, when I was doing like video game release parties. I feel like that was like the height of my popularity there. Yeah, because my my <laughs> yeah, uh, there were like <laughs> there were like five of us there. It was great. There was a good well when I did my injustice party. I think there was actually ten people there, and I thought I think Whoa. I was actually cool for a minute. Because nice. I used to do these like premiere parties or whatever, and we even had like extra chairs and stuff. I was like, man, I think I'm actually kind of cool. That was, yeah. that, was the, that was the peak, the peak of my popularity there. And it's, yeah. it's, I remember you did a brawl party when Smash Brothers Brawl came out. I couldn't make it for whatever reason, but Otis went, my roommate, and he you, said it was awesome. Oh, you weren't there? You weren't for the were there for no, the brawl I missed party? that one. Oh, I thought yeah. you were. Oh, okay, man. well, <laughs> yeah, it was something I was doing for like uh, fighting games because I was like, oh yeah, I want to play fighting games with people, you know, because that's what they're that's yeah. what the fun part of them is, you know, is doing that. Mm-hmm. So. I remember you were there for the Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and I did like sure. a Mortal Kombat 9 one, and I did a Smash Brothers, uh, the Wii U one, and a bunch of other ones, but hmm. it's it's funny to think of like parties and stuff, because, you know, <laughs> those, yeah. those don't happen now. Dude, every time, I, every time I'm like watching a movie and, I'm wa- and I see a whole bunch of people in a crowded space, I, like I get anxious and nervous. I'm like, oh, man, they're too close. <laughs> yeah, we were talking, uh, yeah, Jess and I were talking about like the future of movies. It's like, are new movies going to have people in the background with masks on them? Like, is that what, if oh, you're fun. trying to make That's like a modern point. movie, is that like, I mean, if we get to the point where you can actually do something with like background casting and stuff like that, are they going to, are they going to try to make it look like it looked? Or are they going to try to make it look like it looked before? I mean, I, I think know. it goes along with fashion and uh, like technology. I think it would, it would go right alongside it because yeah. I want it to be contextualized. So yeah, I hmm. think so. Yeah. I mean, we'll They're also going to use a lot more uh, CG crowds. Like, oh, yeah. instead of hiring extras, yeah, they'll do yeah, a lot more of that. Extras are going to not have as easy of a time getting work. Yeah, it's good. You're not, it, which is weird. Like, well, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see whenever, if anything ever goes, goes back up again. But, you know, all the all of the big, like, background extra stuff you see in, like, small shows like Law and & Order and stuff like that, it's, they can't afford, like, CGI backgrounds for that. You know, it's, right. I don't know. You remember a couple of weeks ago, they, we reported that they were doing Unreal Engine crowds for baseball games. Yeah, I don't know if we actually fully ever talked about basketball that. Basketball games, but they were doing yeah. that. Yeah, the baseball games I've seen have all they like have cutouts, like cutout, cardboard cutouts, and t- like stuffed animals and stuff in all the seats. But the basketball, they have like are they like NBA TVs? Live. 
2006. <laughs> so, so is it, how, how do they do it? Are they just like cropping out the, just the background and just putting people in there? They're not having like TV sets or like screens or whatever in the no, seats, so are they? Like the, they're playing in, uh, they're, the court, um, is not like in a typical arena. Like there's the court, there's a little bit of like side area where like the coaches and the other players sit. And then there's a wall essentially that goes from one end to the other that is just a screen. Hmm. And the screen has a bunch of seats and like weird CGI people just like every few seconds raising both hands like you're watching a tech mobile game. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna uh, say, does it have like a does it feel like super punch out or something like that sort of vibes? Yeah. Or yeah, like a it's it's really weird. Or like Ken Griffey, or I want to say like Ken Griffey Jr. on like the 64 ones where they had like, some of them had like full bodies in the, you know, because I remember that was a big thing in the Mm -hmm. 64. We're like, we're going to put like fully polygonal bodies. I mean, there aren't as many, but they, and to try to make the crowd look realer and all that. Do they ever like zoom in on like a CGI character, like doing a little dance or something? (laughs) I haven't seen any of that. What's crazy (laughs) is I wish they would like simulate some crowd noise. It's really Mm -hmm. quiet. Yeah really quiet it's unnervingly quiet like the whole situation is weird you get the echo from the bouncing ball mm. there's no music being played there's no sound of the crowd oh they don't even have like the keyboard guy like the organ the no. nah, 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 like none of that nope nothing. weird <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh it's strange i've i haven't uh i mean i was watching wrestling for a while like pro wrestling AEW. i haven't really watched it lately just because it kind of makes me nervous you know that's just mm-hmm. all these people are getting very close to each other and all that. But what they were doing is they were basically putting all of the wrestlers that weren't wrestling were in the crowd. So that was how they were kind of trying to populate it. So like basically everybody who's not in the match is in the crowd, like cheering on the people (laughs) in the ring, which works better than I guess having nobody there, but it was still kind of so strange, you know, like, yeah. yeah. It's like watching um, the ultimate fighter. And anytime there's a fight, you get all of the, the cast members that are sitting there watching and cheering it on. Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah that's kind of how it was, and they're like, and there's feuds that start like outside the ring that maybe that'll be like the fight next week, you know, because yeah, one person got that's booed true. when they came out or whatever, and yeah, it's ridiculous. That's great. But uh, aside from aside from all that, uh, you've been playing games, right? Let's so we start off our show normally with talking mm-hmm. about what we've been playing and what we've got. Oh yeah. So um, what have you been playing? So, um, I romanticized like starting a, a, a YouTube channel back in April when everyone else in the, in the whole country was making YouTube channels and Twitch channels. Um, and so I've been doing everything I could to play every game that I can on the hardest setting. Oh, just to show the world that I'm like barely okay at playing games. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? like, like what? Like what, what's, what's one that you did like went full hardcore mode on? Uh, so I had, I had, uh, like a bunch of games in, in my library, uh, Banner Saga 2, I've been playing on the hardest setting, which is like profoundly frustrating because it doesn't, it doesn't really, it's not hard. It's just, you have like no health. That's all it is. I was gonna say, isn't right? Banner Saga kind of point and clickish? It's, it's for Switch, I believe. I think they yeah. released yeah, so all it's of them like, on there. It's like, um, a, a turn-based, uh, like strategy game. Um, which was pretty fun, but it's, it's, it's one of those where it's like the hardest setting is literally, all right, you have three health, just make all the right choices and get super lucky, you know? Mm. Um, so there's that, uh, divinity original sin, um, it's on, which switch, is, on switch too. Yep. Yep. That one's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but like the, the hard mode is again, one of those, like you have, 
you have to, there's a lot of resetting, mm-hmm. a lot of resetting. And I, I probably recorded like six hours of dust and Elysian tale playing that game on super hard and just like yelling at myself for being terrible mm-hmm. at like, cause all you have to do is avoid, just don't get hit mm-hmm. and you're fine. Right. So uh, I've been playing that. I've been playing a lot of, um, I've been going through the final fantasy catalog again. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, how, so you, uh, so you said you were playing eight and nine. Did, did you play one through seven before that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I played one through seven uh, already this year. Um, I'm working on, I don't know why I decided to play eight and nine at the same time. Boredom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm like in the middle of eight and nine and then I have 10, 12, 13. I don't have uh 10, two, uh, but I have uh 13, one, two, and three and I have 12. So I have all of them except and 15. Um, but yeah, my, I'm I'm planning to get through the whole catalog of Final Fantasy yeah. I would, before COVID is over. I, w- I was doing a similar thing actually. I was just say I wanted to bring that up because that's in stuff I've been playing as well. I just mm-hmm. beat. I, I've been since we got stuck in the you know in the COVID time. I thought mm-hmm. it'd be fun to. I just started. I was like, how many games can I beat? So I've started doing like I don't know how long this has been going on for, but I've been doing the beat of the week as I call. It. I've been beating a game every week for oh, nice. every week of COVID. And mm-hmm. I've done it every week for I don't know how long. Anybody who's listening, if you could go back and email us about it, let us know. But uh, but my beat of the week this week was uh, Final Fantasy Four or Final oh, nice. Fantasy Four slash Two for uh, Super Nintendo. Oh, you beat yeah. it! I did. I beat it finally. I did not. I was streaming it actually because I've been doing like retro game stuff for Twitch. And I was like, and I, I was kind of in the same boat as you. I was thinking like, I was like, well, you know, like, what if I, why don't I play like the Holy Trilogy of Final Fantasy? That's what I was thinking. I was like, why don't I play okay. Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6? Those are my personal favorite Final Fantasies. And okay. I've only, weirdly enough, as much as I talk about liking Final Fantasy, I've only beat Final Fantasy 6 and 7. Those are the only two Whoa, that really? I've beat. Yeah. And and now Not four, now. now four. I beat four also. Now so okay. now four, six, and seven. But so I, I was doing the same thing, and I've been playing Final Fantasy four for a while. And uh, Final Fantasy four is like it's an incredibly fast game. Like I didn't I didn't realize how you can mm-hmm. beat it. You can beat it in eighteen hours. Like if you're quick enough. Like it is. Yeah. It's like like you're just like one thing to another to another, and then you're at the end. Like there's like no. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of, uh, I mean, actually, you know what? I did, I also beat Final Fantasy Mystic Quest on Super Nintendo, if that counts. <laughs> oh, I, beat that, I, was, I beat that I one as well. It, yeah. So I'll give <laughs> yeah. it to you. I say I did beat that one too. So that, so it wasn't, wasn't just that one, but yeah. Yeah. If you, if you ever play nine, you could beat nine in not even nine. like speed running. You could beat nine in between like nine and 12 hours. Oh, really? I've, beat, I've beaten four, six, and nine. That's in Mystic Quest. I yeah. have, I mean, I have like, I don't have like 10 or 12, but I do have, okay. I have 15, I have 15 on PS4. I have, mm-hmm. I have most of them on PSP. I also have eight and nine on my Switch. So okay. I, so I do have them on there. And, and on the PSP, I think I have five, I have, I have five, six, seven, eight, and nine all on there. And okay. I beat seven on the PSP. That was, that was where I beat that one. Nice. Oh, the, did you get, um, the Final Fantasy seven with, um, Zach? No, it's not Crystal Chronicles. You, talk- I know what you're talking about. Uh, was it um, Dirge of Cer- Cerberus? That one? No, not that one. There's 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 one that's exclusive to PSP that has uh, Zach as the main character. Oh and no! Essentially, yeah, it like starts and then ends right when. Oh wait, I think I know what you're talking like, about. Cloud enters Final Fantasy VII. I forget what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know what you're talking about, but it's doesn't. It's like has a number in there or something. I don't know. It'll it'll, it'll come to me. I'm pretty sure it's it's cross something. 
Um, but but yeah, yeah, it's. I, I know what you're talking about, but no, no, I didn't play that one. But no. I've heard people talk about it like as being part of like the Final Fantasy VII remake and all that, which Crisis I didn't. Crisis Core. Crisis, Crisis Core. There you go. Yeah, yeah, That's that one. Yeah, no, I didn't play yeah. that one. Yeah. But when I bought my like a Final Fantasy game title. Yeah, when when I bought my when I bought my PS3, I was like, I want to play Final Fantasy VII because I never had a PlayStation One, and I never got to play all the way through Final Fantasy VII. So that was like one of the oh, first man. games that I got for PS3, and it, I ended up being kind of disappointed by it in the end, to tell you the truth. Well, the graphics are terrible. I know the graph. Um, yes, the graphics are awful. I've talked about that many <laughs> times on here. Everybody looks like a weird Popeye, like with the arms yeah. like sticking out and all it's that. Super strange. And the backgrounds and the blocky characters, like nothing really fits. And mm-hmm. and also, I didn't. I, I think maybe I didn't fully understand it, but I didn't really like the Deus Ex Machina end at the end, where like mm-hmm. there's where there's like an earthquake, and that's like how you defeat Sephiroth. Spoilers. Right. But uh, I, I didn't really mm-hmm. care for that. I thought that was a major letdown. Like you that's only right. have like three people in your party. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not that much. I don't know. I think that six has more of more depth, like with the, uh, Espers. Yeah. The Esper yeah. system on that seems to be a little bit more deep than the materia and stuff from seven. So, uh, well, you said you have eight. Um, I do Final have eight. Yeah. eight they're, they're ending like the final battle until the end of the ending is like 45 minutes. Yeah. Wow. It's, I, it, yeah. If when you finally beat it, it feels super satisfying, hmm. uh, to, to finish it. And that one, the, the, um, they call them a guardian. It's your guardian force. All of the espers that, that you yeah, collect yeah, throughout yeah. the game. It's like super, they are very integral to getting through the story. So mm. if you, if you dug the esper system, the, the guardian force system in, in eight is, is pretty similar and wicked I, integral. I, I did play it. Well, I, you know, I got the PS3 and I played Final Fantasy seven and then I was on mm-hmm. this like Final, Final Fantasy high. So I went right back into eight or I went into eight okay. and I think I played through all of the first disc maybe of eight. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it, and then I think I just kind of got burned out on Final Fantasy That's and just right. and just stopped playing it, because I got mm-hmm. nine also, and then by the time I got to nine, I'm like, ah, eh, you know. So, but I really enjoyed what I played of eight, and I and I that's mm-hmm. why I bought it again on Switch because I wanted to play all the way through it, but I never gotcha. never did. And I think the same thing with Final Fantasy nine on Switch. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I could play through it, and but that gives me, I guess, that gives me more uh, power to want to get through it, like with knowing that it's shorter. But oh yeah, yeah. so like one of like one of the ultimate weapons is you have you you have to get to the final boss in like 12 hours mm. and you you can loot a chest and pick up the a final weapon oh you have to get there in a certain amount of time to get it yeah so that's what i'm saying it's like mm. you could beat it in 12 hours and like not speed running but actually yeah. just going through the story and not doing side quests and so wow. you can beat it in that amount of time wow yeah maybe I, maybe i'll try that one again yeah but, but uh so final so final fantasy 4 i was uh I was, I was streaming, you know, I was streaming it and trying to get through it. And, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I was looking at a strategy guide cause I was on the moon and I wanted to make sure I was in the right part and all that. And I was like, oh, I can go right to like the last part here. Like I can totally beat this. So I like, you know, put it on Twitter and all that. I was like, I'm going to beat Final Fantasy four tonight. I'm going to do it. And then I go, you know, I go through like the whole thing and I get all the way to the final boss and the final boss just like totally, totally beats the shit out of me in like a couple <laughs> rounds. And it was like, I, I don't know. Some, some somewhere I read that people said that they thought Final Fantasy four was easy on Super Nintendo. Those guys mm-hmm. were liars. They're total full yeah. of shit. Like that game is not easy <laughs> at all. But it's pretty hard at the end. Oh, it's it yeah. was hard through the whole game. Like I was having a hard time staying alive when I first found like fucking Palom and Porum and all them. Like that was I was having difficulty with that. Like I felt all of it was pretty challenging. But then I mm-hmm. get all the way to the last guy and he mops the floor with me. 
So mm-hmm. I so I look at it and I was like, okay, well I missed this, you know, because you can get all the all the fancy glass armor or, or glass weapons in that in that dungeon. So I'm like, well maybe I can go back and get all the like specific weapons and right. then do it that way. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm like I'm so psyched and I'm gonna do it again the next night. So I streamed it again and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get through there. I'm gonna go back and get the weapon. I went back and got the like best weapon for uh, Cecil. And I still right. got beat by the boss. And I'm like, all right, so now I'm going to go and get the Bahamut spell. And then I go to like the, the, I go to the cave on the, on the moon where like the Bahamut spell is, is and all that. And I get that for Redia. And then I'm, and then I come back to the game and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to beat it. And then I get destroyed again. And I'm just like, fuck this stupid fucking game. And I like just cuss out and then I just end the stream like right there. And, Success. uh, yeah. And, and I started, so I started reading strategy guides and stuff and I realized I was like incredibly underleveled. Because yeah. of how fast the game is and just how quickly I got there. And I just didn't realize how incredibly hard the bad guy was going to be. So mm-hmm. I ba- so I basically grinded for like three hours and then went and beat him is, is basically gotcha. what I did. But I didn't stream it because I thought it would be incredibly boring because I didn't think anybody wanted to watch me grind for three hours. And I was also editing a podcast at the same time. So I was just kind of like multitasking, you know, and just I was like, I'll just grind until I finish this podcast. And then I'll go and beat him. And then I did. And I beat him with only two of my characters left. But it reminded me of, uh, was it Conan? My roommate Conan would always say like the, 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 the final boss syndrome is, is what I had because there's a lot of games where I'd like get all the way to the final guy and then I just could not beat the final guy. And that's happened, oh. that happened at a bunch of games. Like it's still like kind of the bane of my existence for, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar mm-hmm. Saga. Because uh, I never beat the ba- the boss on that because it's so fucking hard. Because there's a part where Bowser like inhales you and you get eaten, and then you get like spit back out with only one point of well, one hit point left, and you have mm. to dodge every single move that he does to you. Otherwise, mm. you're dead. You're automatically dead. So if you get right. to that and you don't do all the dodges perfectly, you're out. So like that was a big hurdle of it. But even if you get past that and like refill and and heal yourself, like the hits. If you're not dodging everything, the hits hit you so hard that you still die really quickly. And I did that where I did, and I did it, and I like got myself healed, and I got really, really far, and then I got hit like two times, and then I was out, and I was just and that was it. Yeah, I, I, I wanted, to, I thought about doing a stream about that too, like trying to like finally end that fucking Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga boss. And Jeremy's beat it. You actually beat him, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, you know the pain, but. I've put myself through a lot of pain for these these games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is uh, yeah, which we'll talk about, Sucking of course, the on the other one. But yeah, no, I made I made it through Final Fantasy four finally after like grinding and all that stuff, and okay, and that was that was my beat of the week. So the way we have a point system where it's like a uh, so you beat a game that's one point. If if the game is from a previous year that's not this year, you get an extra point. And if you okay. spent and if you spent over thirty hours on the game, that's another point. So for this one, I got two points because I think my final count was like 25 hours. Wow. So that okay. adds, adds to the score, which I think is almost at 60 now for, for, for all my, for my tally. But that was, that was my big, that was my big beat for the week was, was Final Fantasy four. But that game is so weird the way they, the way the characters react to you. Cause a lot of, I noticed a lot of the, from reading a lot of the strategy guides for that final dungeon, a lot of the guys are like, if you use this move on them, they'll do this move on you. And the boss is kind of like that too. If you use a particular, if you lose like, use like the white spell or the holy spell on, mm-hmm. uh, Zer- on Zeramis or whatever they're called, they'll do a much higher spell on you because of that. So you want to not do that spell. So it's, it, it seemed like so backwards to me where like, you know, you're building up your characters for so long and you have these crazy spells. And if yeah. you use them on certain people, they'll fucking destroy you. Like if you use, if you use like the meteor spell 
on like the behemoth guy in in the dungeon mm-hmm. he'll do this he'll do like this um tornado move that takes everybody down to like four hp each yeah and you can get knocked out like that like it's mm-hmm. it's so weird like it's it i felt like the game was expecting you to just like regularly attack everybody and that's it and not do yeah. any of your spells it's such a strange yeah. battle system yeah, I, like I've, I've i've encountered that in a few games where like there's a a specific counterattack if you use like a certain move or a move set or whatever, which is always super annoying. I think like, I want to say final fantasy 13 had something like that where, um, if you use a certain spell, then they would just cast death on your party. Mm. Um, and I think it's just like a fun way for the developers to like, Hey guys, fuck you. <laughs> right. I hope you save often, you know, cause yeah. uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been playing through a game and I'm like four hours in and i'm like i should say i'll be fine and then i die don't ever do that like, okay i'm not gonna play this game again for six months because i'm super pissed yeah famous last words don't don't ever do that don't ever not <laughs> not save. i think i had the same thing happen to me when i was playing through final fantasy 6 the first time on super nintendo yeah. where i went like through so many hours i think it was like three hours i lost and i just didn't mm-hmm. save and then i died and then i was gone yeah so yeah i also have this thing where uh sometimes i'll save in the middle of uh, some, so like sometimes you'll get a boss fight that has multiple phases and they ask you if you want to save. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I should save. And then I can't beat it for whatever reason. And I can't go back and, like, oh yeah. Level for a little bit. Yeah, you kind of like save, you kind of save screw yourself. Like I, I've, yeah. I've done that before. Big time. Yeah. It was, and I know it happened to, I, I think it happened to John. We've talked about that, about the Resident Evil thing. Yeah, it happened uh, to me. And, uh, yeah. I, I had the same thing happen to me with Resident Evil 2 on Nintendo 64, where I basically got to the end of the game and I thought the final boss was the final boss. So I used all the stuff that I had and all the arm and all the ammo. And then there was another boss after that. And I had no ammo, but I saved uh, in between the two bosses and I couldn't but, do anything other than restart the game because, oh, and no. I didn't, I just didn't beat the game. I was just like, I'm done. I'm mm. done with this, but you gotta do what I did. You get a, a, a game shark, oh, get a yeah. code, just get over the hump. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So the, yeah, there's uh, Talking about like bosses, like, there's there's a game called Secret in Tactics that I had on the the PS2, and I, I'm I like I have a save file right at the last boss, and I can't beat him. And there's oh, yeah. literally nothing else you can do once you get to that point. Like you can't go to any other level and get stronger. Nah, this yeah. is your shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the yes, yeah, Coden. Those uh, did you? I'm sure yeah. you saw like that whole thing where the some of the developers are making like a spiritual spinoff or a spiritual sequel. Did you see that? Yeah, I yeah. did. Uh, cool. I love toxic games. So I'm, I'm super pumped for yeah. any, any of those that pop up. Yeah. But some of those, yeah, some of those you can kind of do, like you were saying, you can kind of like save screw yourself where it's like, oh, you yeah. just save at the wrong spot, but, but you don't have any backup saves. So you can't go back that far. Yep. Yeah. That sucks. I think they did. They did like a whole Rick and Morty episode about that, about like oh, yeah. where, uh, where, uh, Morty makes like a thing where you can like save in life and it's, and it's all about like saving at the wrong time. It's pretty hilarious. It was like one of the yeah. newer, one of the newer episodes, but yeah. But yeah. And to combat that most games that I play now, I have like 45 saves. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> it's like I'm never making that every, every 10 steps. All right, I should save. I should yeah. save a new file. I, I kind of do that too, where I make, I do a process where I save like in all of the saves, but I'll save over whichever one is the, is like the one that's the oldest, you know, and then I'll okay. just kind of do, I did that with Turok, with playing Turok 1 on, on Switch. I just went through and would save nice. over whatever the oldest one and just kind of go through that. I did the same thing with like Dark, with, uh, was it, um, 
Jedi Outcast and uh, Jedi Academy. Like I did the same thing with those, right? Jedi Save over Academy. with the. I was so happy when that popped up on all of the when they redid like, it, hey, yeah. on, like on the arcade shops. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you remember this game, right? Play it. That game was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I love sure I love that game. I played. That was like one of the only games that I beat, like on my Mac. On my EMAC that I had oh, man. was was that game, you know. That's it's one of the few ones that I actually went all the way through because I liked it so much. Yeah, so I actually beat it, and then I beat it again on Switch. So it was my beat of the week of whatever that week was. But uh, what I was going to say, one of our listeners actually actually commented on last week's episode, Tim Henriksen, and he and he was like talking. He was talking on the subject of uh, Final Fantasy IV. And speaking of uh, Game Genies, that reminded me of that. He said that the original Game Genie for Super Nintendo, you could do all sorts of crazy stuff with Final Fantasy IV to the point where you could like walk through a wall in the first castle so you could go like straight to the airship in the very beginning of the game. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, it was cool. Like, um, I don't remember ever trying to use the Game Genie with Final Fantasy II, which is weird because I had both. Yeah, he said he said you can do like it, it sounded like you could do this crazy like game breaking stuff like with with the game genie. Like even and he said he has all the codes memorized still and and uh even even when I was looking at a strategy guide of Final Fantasy 2/4 on Super Nintendo, it had a section on there that's like here's all the game genie codes. You know, for anybody that had that. And I only had the game genie for NES, but and I wasn't hmm. even really playing playing like RPGs at the time. It would have been really interesting to just like you know, have a game genie and just kind of like take the game apart and just be able to break it in that way, right. you know, <laughs> especially like when it comes to like passing through walls and getting to like getting to the airship early and like accessing parts with like characters that you don't have or like I, I know you can like, you know, make make the level up like crazy with experience and all that stuff. And yeah, it'd, it'd be fun to, to do that sort of thing or start with like really powerful items. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that all you've been playing for the most part on, on the on the time here? Uh, for the most part, I'd like uh, one of the games that I play whenever I'm frustrated with whatever whatever progress I have is I'll go back to interest. Interestingly enough, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three. Oh yeah, I never. Yeah, I didn't buy the the most recent iteration just because I heard so many people talking shit on it, mm. and it like it made me so sad because probably one of my top three games of all time is Marvel vs. Capcom two. Oh yeah, of course. Um, Oh man, I love that game. So I I played way too many hours of that. So that like I have Ultimate MV3 MVC3, so I play that. Um or I'm like I'm still stuck on So man, I, I get I get myself into these like types of like expansive RPGs. And so I've been playing uh Skyrim since it launched and I haven't mm. beat it yet. <laughs> Fallout 4, same I thing. I like yeah, I've I restarted it a bunch of times, but I So I'm like playing The Witcher for the ninth time. Oh, okay. I still haven't beat it. Now I know uh, you, you told me that you had not, you didn't make the plunge to to get a switch yet. No, I like I really wanted to, and I was going to, but then they were sold out everywhere. So I was like, okay, the universe is telling me mm-hmm. to wait. Although, I mean, if I would have, I would just be, I would just li- literally just be living on my couch, mm. playing through all of the games that I possibly could. Well, I do recommend getting one if if you if you see one. But something mm-hmm. really something really cool they've been doing with some of the games is there's like cross saves. So, like, if you were to buy, like, a Switch and Witcher 3, you can actually transfer your game from any of the other Witchers onto the Switch and play it. What? And you could do the same thing with uh, Divinity what? Original Sin 2, where you can buy it what? for the Switch and, and transfer any of your saves from one of the other 
consoles to it and start where you were, which is pretty awesome. I didn't know if you knew about that, but it's a. I did not. I did not. Yeah, I, I like just ooh. got an email from Nintendo because if you're on their mailing list, they'll send you like reminders. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, you can uh, cross save through all these different things, which I already knew, but it's like. You know, The Witcher. And I remember that being a huge thing for Division the Original Sin because when they announced it, they were like, oh, yeah, and by the way, you can just bring in your file from whatever you've been playing it on. And I think everybody was like, holy shit, like, you know, take, yeah. take my money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. See, now, like, all right, now I have to buy one. There's yeah. no there's no excuse for me to not buy one. Yeah. So you can, yeah, you could just pick up those on the go and, yeah, just oh, go right where you were and not have to start over again. I don't know if, I don't know if Skyrim does that, but it might. I, but I know I for I sure don't... Witcher 3 and Divinity do. I don't need Skyrim on another platform. <laughs> just saying it might help you beat it if you, if you play it. Yeah, help, that's you know? fair. I just need to play it. That's it. I yeah. just, I play like 15 hours and then I'm, I stop and then I'll come back and forget what I'm doing or forget what part of the story I'm in. It's like, yeah. ah, I'll just start over. And then I'll like play another 15 hours and stop. So yeah. I'm really good guys at the first 15 hours of Skyrim. Really good. <laughs> I had a, I had a similar thing when I was, cause I just recently beat Dragon Quest eight on 3DS and I was oh, like, nice. oh, and I was like, I always wanted, cause I got nine and I played nine for a while, but then I was like, oh, I should go back and play all the other Dragon Quests. So I played Dragon Quest one through, I, I haven't played six yet, but I played Dragon Quest one through five, seven and eight, and I beat all those. And I haven't played okay. six and I haven't beat nine, but I did put a good amount of time into nine. And I tried mm-hmm. to return to nine. I have no fucking idea what's going on at all in that game. And there's no way for me to figure it out. I just kind of wandered around and I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I'm just like in a map and I have, yeah. I don't know where anything is. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I don't even know how to find my quests. Like I don't, yeah, it was like no way. And I was, it was kind of bummed me out. Cause I'm like, there's no, I don't think there's any way I can do this. Like I can just start from where I was. Cause I have no fucking clue where to go. And I don't even know where to look to try to figure out where I was going or where I was supposed <laughs> to go. You know? So it's, it yeah. was a major bummer. I used to like, uh, like I would have a strategy guide and then like mark where I was if I was going to put a game down for a long time. So this way I feel like, oh, okay, I'm around here. Maybe I can, you know, try and retract my progress. But once I stopped buying the strategy guides, I like, I found myself lost on games that I put down what, so much easier. What, what's really cool on a lot of these games, like Witcher three included, like I like the ones that when you start it, it tells you like what happened. Yeah. And, and the, yeah. uh, the resident evil revelations games do the same thing. Like no matter any time you play it, it says previously on Revela- on revelations and it shows you like, what was happening in the story, like what you're going for, like what were the big beats, like, mm-hmm. and it's so cool because it'll actually, like, I think every game should do that. Like when you go in there, it'll show you what happened and then, like, also maybe show you, like, a quick, like, chart where your controls are so you can remember mm-hmm. how to do stuff. You know, I think everybody, everything <laughs> yeah. should do that. But what Dragon Quest Eleven does that too, like Witcher 3 also, you know, it's just like, here's what happened last time and it just, like, gives you this quick update and that's, that's really cool. So then you can kind nice. of figure out where you're going, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. On on the subject of of same of save screwing yourself, I kind of had the same thing happen to me with Resident Revelations One, where I got all the way to the end guy and I don't have enough ammo to beat the final guy. Oh. So I I've tried landing every single piece of ammo on that guy and I think I even with landing every single one I can't beat him. So it's like same thing. I kind of just will never okay. see the end of the game. But what I played was fun, but I couldn't beat that last that final guy. So. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if that's, if that's all you've been playing for the week, let's, let's move on. Let me talk about some other stuff real quick here. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy IV, I beat that 
off of what we were talking about last week, we did an episode focused on Shin Mikami Tensei, the Shin Mikami Tensei series. We had a, we mm-hmm. had a guest on here come and talk about. It. I thought it was incredibly informative and awesome and all that. And out, as inspiration from that episode, I ended up buying a translated copy of Shin Megami Tensei 1 and 2 for Super Nintendo. Ooh. It's like a fan translated one on a cartridge. I bought it from eBay. Bought it for 20 bucks. It has 1 and 2 on it. So I'm excited, but I have no idea when it's getting here. I kind of noticed that eBay said that it might not come. It might not be here as late as like the end of October. So what? It's also it's probably coming, coming from China. It is coming from China. Yeah. Uh, all, okay. That's where it would have to be somewhere where the bootleg stuff can happen. Yeah. It, it's gotcha. every, all of them were coming from China. I looked at various ones. This was the cheapest one. Actually, some people were selling them for like 50, 60 bucks. And what kind of, is it like a normal looking cartridge or is it like an interesting different color? Uh, no, it's, it's a, it looks like a regular Super Nintendo cartridge. Like if you didn't know that it didn't come out in America, you wouldn't know, I guess. It's called, it's called, I guess it's called like the New Testament edition or something like that. I think there was a version of Shin Megami Tensei 1 and 2 that came out in Japan as one cartridge, which would make mm. sense because they did the same thing with uh, Dragon Quest. They did a re release of Dragon Quest 1 and 2 on Super Famicom there. So it wouldn't, yeah. just, wouldn't surprise me if they did the same thing for Shin Megami Tensei. But yeah, it's basically, it's a cartridge that says like New Testament edition. It says Shin Megami Tensei 1 and 2. There's a picture on it, but it's gray. It's a gray cartridge. It's not a different color or anything like that. And I wasn't sure. I wanted to make sure that it was a good translation, but I saw a whole bunch of different. I saw I saw them all over the place that people had them, so I figured it's going to be good. I don't know. You'll hear about it on here, of course, whenever I get it. But but yeah, I, I ordered the first Shin Megami Tensei, so that was something that I bought for the week. Hopefully, that'll get here sometime. Also, speaking of packages, I know Jeremy. We didn't mention it last week, but you got your Midwest Gaming Classic stuff. You're a I uh, did, and yeah. I was waiting to show it off until you also got yours. I didn't want to like. Okay, because I, I wasn't. I, w- I, I thought that you know the 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 mail is so weird in Chicago that I thought maybe I got it and somebody stole it or I lost it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of freaking out about it. So I actually, well, and, did you yeah. did you get a tracking number? I did. Yeah, the Dan Dan sent me a tracking number because I actually emailed him back and I said, "Hey, man, I'm 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 kind of like I think I think I might have lost the the package because you let me know when you sent it just so I can know." whether it got here or not. Cause we've had, we've had times where they've left packages out front and people have taken them. So it's, it's happened over here before. You so put up it, a very yeah. long informative post about exactly how that's kind of working into everything. He posted a really transparent, I don't know if either of you saw that on Facebook, but hmm. super transparent about how much money they had to borrow to compensate for the festival being canceled or the convention being canceled and yeah. all this other stuff. And, uh, how they've come back from worse before, which I guess wouldn't have expected to hear that, but that's actually good news. Um, Cause this seems like the worst possible thing it could have been just a total cancellation. But yeah. apparently somehow they'd gotten into worse financial straits before uh, dire straits financially. But anyway, uh, when he, when he sent my stuff, he literally like had emailed me to let me know he was sending it. So it's just him doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, I had just given him the the shirt size, and I emailed him. He's like, "Hey, uh, I'm sending yours out and 40 other packages soon. So, according to the tracking number, I should have it by Friday. So next week we can we can take a look at it." Uh, MGC Daniel is a is an is an event, a Midwest Gaming Classic. It's like a big retro thing that we've been going to every year, like with you know with the podcast, and it's really it's a really cool thing. And of course, because of you know the events here. This is the first year that it's been completely canceled. 
and we had like gone out all the way out. We'd gone out and bought the, the uh, VIP, VIG tickets, like with all the, where we get to go to all the fancy parties and all that stuff. And, uh, and John then, was, John was going to fly here. Yeah, yeah. And then it got canceled and, you know, nobody went, of course. And, and they've been trying to find a way to still give everybody all the swag and stuff that they were going to get. So that's kind of what we were oh, waiting, cool. waiting on for it. So I got my, um, he actually like messaged me and was like, how do you want your refund? Because I, I I didn't carry mine over because of, you know, because of money being tight. And I actually, you know, like I had said a couple episodes ago, I, I felt kind of good that I was literally able to apologize to the guy who makes the convention and explain why. And he totally understood. But yeah, he got a hold of me. and was like, hey, would you rather me send you a paper check or do it through PayPal? And I was like, oh, PayPal. So like, that's how I got my money back. It's just like through that sort of informal transaction. But you you got your money back, but you got the swag as well? Yeah, I got my money back minus whatever the extra... Co- it, he had, I can't exactly remember what the price difference was. But, you know, it was like 60-something, I think, was the difference to get all the swag as well. Like, to just get the swag, and then I got the rest of the money back. Oh, okay. But I haven't even tried to play the NES cartridge yet. Yeah. Well, we could, yeah, we could do a whole thing about that. Like once we get it, it's yeah, mine's supposed to be here by Friday, so hopefully we can cool. do something, something about it next week. Yeah, Shin Megami Tensei. That, that's what I bought. I started playing Murder by Numbers again, which is the uh, Phoenix Wright meets Picross game, which Jeremy and I both have. I was, you know, my wife Jess, she does she does a lot of uh, cross stitching, and uh, cross stitching is a lot like Picross. And I was like, hey, uh, you should try Picross. So we found out that Picross Four has a demo. So she was playing a little bit of it, and I was playing some of it, and I was like, hey, this is fun. I'm like, I like Picross, and I'm like, wait, I have a Picross game. So I started playing Murder by Numbers again. That's basically how, the, how that happened. But I got through the first case, and I got like somewhat into the second case, and yeah, that game's really good. I should play it more often. It's, I don't you know. You can't be too far from where I am, because I'm in the middle of the second case right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how far you played into it, but I just... I played it a couple weeks ago. It was fairly recently. But you're like, uh, have to talk to your ex-husband and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to that part, too, where you're at the party with the, yeah, with all that stuff. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a fun game. I'm hoping, hoping to play more of it. Also, um, I played a, Jess and I, we've been, we played some Yoshi games because we are a guest on uh, Damage Boost, which is, they, uh, Brock's been on our show before, but we are doing an episode about Yoshi on Damage Boost. So I played Yoshi's Woolly World for a little bit on Wii U. And uh, that game's awesome. I, f- I forget how great that game is. Just all the like little details in it. Cross stitch and Yoshi. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a cross stitch that Jeremy got for my wife right there. Yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I got to. We played around it a little bit with the Yoshi games again. And I had a nice. Uh, just remember how good Willy World was. I forgot how because you everything in the game like when you run fast like your legs turn into wheels and like when you float you turn into a little propeller thing and there's just all these really cool details in there in that game that i forgot about and that's it's a very charming game. game it's like they should they should really port willy world to switch since they're porting everything else on wii u why not because it's a it's a lot it's a lot of fun and i was playing on the fifth level and i, and I died six times in a row right when i started playing so <laughs> for all the people who say well, uh, yoshi's too easy you're full of shit that's what I'm telling you right there. Because no, the got... same people that say Final Fantasy Four is easy. Yeah, no, it's it's mostly people who just saw somebody on YouTube say it and they repeated it. That's and that's where you got that from. But yeah, I played that for a while. Um, I started playing Blackthorn on the stream, which is a game that I've talked about many a times on the show. Mm-hmm. It's an old 2D. Uh, 
it's it's kind of like a it's it's like a two D action game where you you know you go like level to level. It's 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 kind of hard to explain. It's it's sort of like Prince of Persia or like Out of This World, but it's I think it's way better than any of those games. But I started playing it last. Uh, I started playing it last night. I I got through the whole first level set, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it could. I really miss having like a rewind button because I had the same level that I kept like just dying over and over and over along because it's so long and there's like no there's there, there's no checkpoints unless you get a password. So there's this final level of the first level set that is incredibly long, and I just kept fucking it up at like the very very end. Like there's these there's these little spider bombs that walk around, and I ran it and I ran into it and it killed me or I like accidentally like fell fell down a pit and I died a couple times like I don't know check out the stream if you want to see how I fucked up on it but I finally I finally made it through but yeah that I would really love to see Blackthorn re released like with a with a save state or with a rewind button I think it would make it I still I think it's still completely playable. You it gotta just, hack your SNES Classic and put it on there. Yeah, I know you have it on yours. I just, mm-hmm. it's hard to hack, it's hard to hack those things with a Mac just because there aren't any versions that work with Macs. You need, you need a PC to do it or you need a program that will make your Mac think it's a PC to do it. So uh, it's kind yeah. of impossible for me to do it on my side with, with what I have. So I would have to basically send it to you and have you do it. <laughs> Cause, uh, I tried, I tried using some of the programs and it's really confusing, like all the things you have to do to get attacked that. And also I don't want it to destroy my, uh, Super Nintendo classic, you know, cause I only have one and they're really hard to get. It's a risk, but I, I think it's yeah. pretty low. This, the, like the Blackthorn reminds me of, uh, there was like a, um, a slew of games released around that time that had the design, the character design, like all the movements were all very intentional, like, uh, the for a 2D game, it, they tried to make the character super super lifelike, mm-hmm. which I always thought was super fun. Like especially back then, just because of how limited technology was. Oh yeah, I yeah, remember another world. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I I remember Blackthorn was made yeah. by uh, Blizzard. Yeah, Blackthorn was made by Blizzard, and I said it on the stream, but I think Blackthorn blows like another world, and and flat and flashback just blows those out of the water. I think those games suck compared to compared to Blackthorn. But especially like playing that new version of Flashback, which I thought was also bad, but because they they did like a re-release one that John and I got because it was on sale for ninety nine cents. But yeah. Blackthorn is a much better game. But it's it it yeah it just it, it did like it blew me away at the time because yeah the fluidity and the and the cutscenes look really cool. Like I thought the animation on the cutscenes were really really good because there's like you know you see like the big demon and like his mouth is moving and like his arm like moves and he points and you see the detail and it's on fire and all this stuff. There's all these really cool like cutscenes and your character like moves around like almost like an FMV on a Super Nintendo game and really impressed me and I think the levels still look pretty good even though aside from the character moves really slowly but it's also kind of a little bit difficult to control because of that because he moves slower because of how smoothly he moves so that's kind of something that has to do with it but I still think it's a good game I think it's still kind of stood up the test of time but I think I'm good on what on what I've been doing this week if you want to talk Jeremy cool well I wanted to open this section with just saying I want everyone to pray for me because I ordered a game online and I forgot to change my address Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh, so God. I'm hoping I can get it. I, I forgot to change my e- address on my eBay account and I realized it immediately after I purchased this game and I, and I messaged the seller. And this was like two days ago and the seller did not get back with me. And then I saw today that it was shipped and I got my shipping notification and it's going to my old address. 
So um, you just got to creep over there and, and wait for. I it mean, to come, that's right? what I'm going to have to do. I do have a tracking number, so I know when it will be there. So I think I'm just going to get a hold of the property manager and be like, "Hey, is it cool if I swing by to see if I have any mail?" And blah blah, blah specific package. But um, I bought Chrono Cross. Yeah, you know what? I, I was. This reminded me. I actually have. I have Chrono Cross and Final Fantasy IX for PlayStation One. I completely forgot that I have those, but I bought them when I because when I bought a PlayStation Two. It was backwards compatible, so I'm like, I'm gonna have some PlayStation games. So yeah, I have I have the discs. I have like the double discs for both of those games. It was pretty cheap. I only paid like sixteen for like a complete copy of it. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the PlayStation One one, right? The double disc. Yeah, yeah. And I had just listened to the Retronauts podcast about it, and also seeing that it was like Chrono Trigger just turned twenty five this week on August eleventh. That was a U.S. release, rather. Um. So, I don't know, it was just on my mind, and it's got amazing music. So I listened to this whole podcast about about this game and got some like alternate opinions on it, because I haven't heard a whole lot of good of, about it over the years, and I didn't remember it super fondly myself, other yeah, than the visuals either. and the music were really <laughs> nice. But I do remember the battle system being kind of cool, and listening to the podcast made me want to like play it again for the battle system, because I, I realized like Bravely Default and uh, Octopath sort of mirror it a little bit in how it works just a little bit but and that you can that you have like a certain amount of points to oh, use yeah. up in your attack so you can like you can like uh borrow from your future self to do like a stronger attack and then you end up losing your next turn or whatever mm, yeah so like there's the- like a there's like a risk of reward system to it that seems kind of cool but i don't know how seriously i'll get into it i mean i it's literally a ps1 game so I'm going to be playing it on my PS1. I think I could. I mean, I'll try seeing if it works on my PS2. But it, I'll it probably sh- just it play should. it on my PS1 yeah. because I have one and it works as far as I know. Well, I hope so. Yeah. But Wait. the last time I booted that up was to play through Final Fantasy IX in 2010, I think, 2011. So it's been like 10 years since I've tried to use my PlayStation 1. So pray for me as far as that's concerned, too. I hope. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm happy I was able to get it because I thought it was going to be really expensive. And in that podcast, uh, Jeremy Parrish specifically was like, "You can go to the Square Enix site and buy it from them." New, still. Wow. So I was like, "Well, then it's got to be cheap on eBay," and it was. Hmm. Yeah, I bought. What was it? I bought uh, Dragon Quest Four and Five off the Square Enix the sh- shop for like nothing for a 3ds for like twenty dollars or for DS regular DS. And I and I and listeners might remember I bought um, Chrono Trigger for the DS eh, about a month, month and a half ago. It was right before I moved and got lost in the the shuffle of life. But um, it's just good to own legit copies of both of those games. Not to say that my because um, I have like the Super Famicom version of Chrono Trigger that's legit, and I have it on my Wii Virtual Console and that's legit. But it's just nice to have like physical versions that I can play. In, on their like the hardware they were meant for, I guess. But um, moving on from there, uh, I also bought Fall Guys. I've been seeing so much stuff about it. It's just one of those things. Oh, that's oh really for popular Murray. right now. How yeah. much? How much is it? I didn't. I didn't even look at it. It was twenty. Oh, for PlayStation Four. I ended up using. I mean, the soundtrack's good. I, I just for the last WRT radio I did, I did a newest, you know, best newest songs like best songs from twenty twenty. So I ended up using a couple songs from Fall Guys. So there, there is a good soundtrack on there. But, yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Um, 
I know. So, so I'm really, yeah. I'm really loving this game. The one thing that kind of sucks that I had forgotten about is that you have to pay to play online on the PS4. Oh, Other yeah. than like Fortnite, I think they probably bypass it. But, um, now I thought that I thought that if you had, isn't it like kind of like a double-edged sword sort of where if you bought, if you would have bought PlayStation Plus, like, don't you get Fall Guys for, for free from buying PlayStation Plus? I think that I might, have, I might have fucked up in that regard because yeah. I did see that afterwards. Yeah, because it I was know, pretty. Yeah. It was a pretty impulsive thing. I was sitting on the couch in my living room, and I was like, "We don't ever want." I have the PS4 hooked up in the bedroom. We literally never use it because we just watch TV in the living room, which is next door, you know, to the bedroom. And uh, I was like, "I'm just going to hook the PS4 up out here." And I brought it out, and I'm like, I want to buy Fall Guys. And I just went and bought it. You know, I didn't really, like, do any research. And um, even before I realized I had to get the PS Plus or whatever, or the PS, it's PS whatever Plus. it's called, the membership, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I like it. It's a lot of fun. And Sean has been playing it, too, and she likes it. So, like, she de- she doesn't want to pay for PS Plus, which I can't blame her. I don't think she can create <laughs> her own character. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to have, like, two. Well, you you guys already have dual membership in the in the... Nintendo Switch Online, so you probably don't want to have mm. dual membership on PlayStation as well. But I, uh, yeah, I just hooked up. I, I just, uh, we just trade the control, the controller back and forth and mm. play a few rounds. And it's fun. I mean, it's like, uh, if you guys have done any, like, if you've seen any gameplay of it, it's like, it's like Octodad, to me, it's like right? if you took something like Tetris 99 or Fortnite or, you know, one of those Battle Royale kind of things and combine it with Mario Party. Mm. But only, but specifically the action-based Mario Party games where you're like running and like bumping into each other. Yeah, not the board game stuff. Kind of trying to push each other off the edge of things, and you're like going towards a goal. Like all the game, all the games are pretty much based towards outlasting everyone or getting to a goal, just like Mario Party. Mm-hmm. So um, each round they eliminate, you know, it's like about a third of the people, and it starts out with sixty. So it's not like a full 100, like multi, like battle royale style thing, but, um, yeah. So I think in the first round, they get rid of like 23 people or something like that. There's, there's some sort of metric for how they do it, but, uh, you basically just like try to survive to the last round. And I made it to the last round once and, you know, did not win, but I have gotten first place in a few of the events. So, it, it's got that it's just addictive enough to keep you playing so even though i'll get super pissed off that some jerk will like bump me off the edge and i mm-hmm. fall into the slime and i lose instantly i can immediately start playing another match like i'm back into another match within probably 30 seconds huh. also you get experience points every time which let you customize your character i don't think it actually affects the gameplay at all but uh kind of yeah that whole thing's addictive too and that's sort of like fortnite in the sense that all the like different costumes and stuff will show how rare they are, you know, common or rare, or extremely rare, or elite or whatever. And then like you have a, you have like a time window like of twelve hours to buy that thing. If you see it, and you like it, and you don't have enough credits earned or enough. Uh, there's like these crowns you you get to for gaining levels. Uh, then you're just gonna miss it. You may never see it again. So oh. Oh, yeah. that's kind of addictive too. So. I probably put two or three hours into it since I got it a couple days ago. It's it's just like a really quick pick up and play game, as much as the PS4 can be. Mm-hmm. That because PS4 is kind of a clunky interface, but <laughs> well, at least you can like put it in rest mode and then like kind of pick it right back up, like depending mm-hmm. on how you. Do you think it's something up. that the Switch could handle? 
I think it'll be on the Switch eventually. I would almost bet money. It's, I thought it was a. Is it not made by an internal company through that was owned by it's a Devolver company? game, right? It's De- Devolver, yeah. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought maybe it was it was made by PlayStation, and that's why it would it was stuck with that. But it doesn't look. Yeah, it doesn't look like the graphics are too crazy. They're not. Yeah. And if anything, it's the the most impressive part is how it's got all those people like moving in a 3D space together at once, like. And I, there's other games that have done it. And there's games that have been doing it for years and years. But just seeing how smooth and fluid it is, like everybody interacting and running past each other and, and, and rolling around and falling. And it's just hilarious because, you know, it's like if you maybe if you combine like a little bit of how the weirdness of like human fall flat or even like mm. Octodad, there's just like this sort of clunkiness to the characters that's really endearing. And they're all like just these chibi they're called beans i think there's like these like chubby little guys that you can put you can change their colors and their and like their patterns on their on their skin i guess you'd call it skin or whatever and you give them hats and one of them you can get a hot dog costume that's pretty popular i've seen that i'm sold no (laughs) (laughs) you get a hot dog costume in animal crossing too um i mean i'm gonna i'm interested to see how long it holds my interest but I mean, the couple of times I've gotten first place, I've been like, yes, like, I don't know. There's just like endorphin rush that makes me want to play for a long time mm. afterwards. So if it keeps rewarding me that way, I'll probably play it for a hot second. And it also looks like they already announced today on Twitter. It was either today or yesterday that they were releasing a new uh, mini game for it. Mm. And all the mini games are just like randomly chosen. So uh, you never know which ones you're going to play in what order. But uh, they range anywhere from like, I said a lot of them are just running to a goal and there's obstacles. Either you're like avoiding like rising slime or um, you're just running and there's all these like dumb like things knocking you all over the place that are almost impossible to avoid and you're just kind of like bouncing around all phys- the physics are just really silly in that regard. But um, but then there's eventually games where you're like it's like soccer only you've got like three like four goals like in a, like a circle and you're like hitting the balls around into your goals. And then people can go and like kick them out of your goal if they want. And there's one with eggs that's a lot like that too. And then there's one where you like you have to steal each other's tails. And then if you have your tail, you want to keep holding on to it and running from people. It reminded me a little bit of Super Mario or the what was the one in um uh what was that game called? Why am I blanking on what it was called? The the Nintendo one on the Wii U launch game that all the Nintendo theme Nintendo Land was. Nintendo Land. Yes, yeah. I don't know why I forgot that. Uh, the one where you're Mario and you're, or you know, where you're running. And yeah, you're it's called like Chase Mario or something like that. Yes. Yeah. That, that's the kind of game that would fit in the, like, that's what would be in this game. Something like that. Um, so anyway, I would recommend it if you have a PS4. I think you can also get it on the PC. I don't know if it's through Steam or what, but yeah, currently I think it's locked to PlayStation 4 and, uh, and computers, but. I, I would be shocked if this didn't show up on Switch eventually. And it does have, you know, like a lot of these other games, you can pay real world money if you want to like buy the in game currency yeah. to get the Whatever the Fall Guys bucks want. are. Exactly. Like so and they're they're set to make a good amount of, of money no matter where they release it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I bought Cosmic Star Heroin last week after you were talking about how cheap. You did, it was. yeah. Dollar ninety nine. I barely played it, but Looks cool though, right? At least like the art style. Yeah, cool. yeah. What I've looked at so far, and the music sounds cool. So can't beat it for like what was it like two bucks? Yeah, I think it's a buck ninety nine. 
So hell yeah. So I I just bought it. It's it's gonna sit on my Switch for a while. It doesn't take up a lot of space, so and I'll get to it when I can. I don't think it's very. I don't think it's not. Su- I don't think it's super long as far as RPGs go. I think it's more around like the twenty thirty hour range. I think. So yeah, I've actually yeah I bought some stuff this week. Uh, didn't think I'd be buying anything, but here we go. I bought stuff. So of course I'm still playing Paper Mario. Of course I still want to beat this game, <laughs> and I still like it. So don't don't get me wrong when I say why I'm stuck on the last boss and I hate it. Is it but the- I love the game? But I love the game. Oh, so so you've got you've got the final boss syndrome going on right now. Like I was saying I'm almost earlier. positive I'm at the. Fi- I mean I'm literally on the guy that's supposed to be the final boss, but. You know, who knows what kind of weird shit might happen. Maybe he's not the actual, you know, I don't know for a fact he's the final boss. I do know it's the last warp pipe, and it's supposedly the last castle, and Princess Peach is there, and I've saved Bowser, um, and he's actually with me. So it's got to be the end. But uh, the thing that sucks about the boss, there's a couple things that suck about this last boss. So this is one of those things, like, if you remember a lot, I mean, we've all played these old games where they make you fight all the, all the bosses before you can fight the final boss. Like you go through like a a gauntlet of going through Zelda did it. Yeah. Uh, Castlevania, different Castlevania, uh, the Metroidvania ones did it. Um, what even beautiful Joe did it. Uh, Okami. Bunch of, bunch of games. Yes. Uh, well this does the same thing only, it's the boss changing into the forms of all the you know, these bosses. Oh, so no. We've probably even played games like that before, but it's really annoying to me because you have to use the play field correctly on the bosses um, to weaken them in a certain order to where you could actually attack them. So it's just like, it's really easy to fuck up, even using, the, you know, you pay coins for the toads to help you. Even using that, it's still really hard to solve the shuffling puzzle to where you can do things in the right order to weaken the boss and then do what you need to like nullify that form so he moves to his new form. If you take too long, if you think too long, he heals automatically. It's just like boom, 30 hit points, 30 hit points. Like, no, So you can buy extra time to try to solve it correctly, but the bastard's like getting his hit points back the whole time. So I got him down to where he was like at a third of his energy. I had eliminated like two out of the four forms. And I was like, maybe I don't have to see all of them. Maybe I could just like, just get rid of him now. And then I was like, all right, well, I got to do this next part right. And I started to do it and I fell, I fucked up. I fell on my face and he started healing and he healed and he healed and he was Mm. almost back to full health. And I'm like, that sucks. I'm done. I turned it off. (laughs) I didn't didn't even like let myself lose. I just rage quit. Right, and that was yesterday, and I tried it once or twice since then, but I haven't gotten that close to beating him. But man, it's infuriating. Um, I yeah, that that sucks. Like that's the worst when they can get there because I know yeah, a lot of bosses towards the end they'll heal themselves, but he doesn't need to do that. If they can He's just completely heal themselves, yeah. <laughs> like I wish there was some sort of buff, like not buff, a uh, debuff that I could cast to like poison him or something, which isn't in this game. Mm-hmm. But if there was something like that. To, 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 to nullify the healing effect, then maybe I would feel a little better. But so I thought I was in even worse shape, though, to be honest, because, you know, you can get an, you can only have one, one up mushroom at a time, but that's your basically automatic revival if you die. 
And I didn't have that. I hadn't bought that because I had used it up in the previous battle when I fought the stapler. And, uh, <laughs> and I went to leave the, I went to leave the castle, the fortress, and I couldn't leave. Like it was blocked. Like the way was blocked with just a solid wall. Oh no. Oh shit. Am I like stuck? Because you don't, you can't do, you can't like do s- different save files in this game. You know, you hit yeah, a it's save block and it just yeah. automatically saves. Um, so I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do? And like, I literally just like almost just gave up hope and said, I'll never beat this game. And then I, and I walked back and I realized like I just started hitting things with a hammer and I knocked the statue over and then the war- floor flipped over and I could leave the room. So, oh, okay, cool. Like, okay, Thank God I can at least do that. So I left, I went and I got all the best items without, I, you don't even have to use the strategy guide in this game. It's pretty easy to find this stuff. I found out how to get all the best, like, uh, keep what I call relics accessories they're the same thing and um i got all like beefed up i got my one-up mushroom i got all my healing items and went back to the boss and yeah i still couldn't get him down to as low of health so i ended up turning it off again and yeah that was yesterday and i think that might have been one of the reasons i bought fall guys is because i wanted to play something fun (laughs) I just wasn't yeah. feeling the fun of Paper Mario. So oh no! And he, I still, I still plan on beating it, but gosh, it's just, it's really like, it's defeating me mentally right now. And and you keep, you kept like referring it to to it as like this, as this like cup of hot cocoa or like whatever you know, like this ultimate like relaxation game or or pudding at the end of the day. Or I don't remember what exact piece of food you compared it to, but you were calling it like this comfort food for for the. It past. was at first. How the cocoa is too hot. Yeah. The cocoa is hot and it keeps getting hotter when I don't drink it from it. Hmm. Um, yeah. but anyway, whatever. That's, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll get through it eventually. But, um, what, was that, what else was I going to say? Oh, I did want to mention because you were talking about the boss that kind of like was what your imposter syndrome came from and, uh, or not imposter syndrome, your boss and final syndrome. boss syndrome, <laughs> not your boss. <laughs> I'm always an imposter. Uh, <laughs> uh, the boss, like having the basically the the one hit death kind of thing, and you have to dodge everything. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a boss like that in this game, and it's not the final boss. It's actually like the third to last boss, but I almost quit over that one too. Mm, yeah, it's scissors. Yeah, in this in this paper and Mario, if you, you and if you fight a lot of them, inanimate yeah. objects. If you don't dodge the scissors when they do this certain attack, which is the only attack they do when you get their health down a, a certain level, it, it's instant death. Yeah. So um, that ha- I got killed. I got instantly killed like two or three times, and was just like so mad because I put so much time into the battle at that point, and uh, I stuck to it, and I beat him, and I was like, all right, I'll definitely finish this game now because I got through what. Probably for some people, it's probably the worst part of the game, because instant death is, just blows. Oh yeah, it sucks. So I I do want to at least warn you that if you were ever thinking of getting this game tray, there's <laughs> a similar thing they bring back. They also bring back like one thing that I thought was kind of cool is they brought back, um, and maybe I'll talk about it more once I'm actually done with the game and, and we do more of a spoiler casty kind of thing about it, but. Uh, you go through a, a certain section where it's like mini games, and it reminds me of the end of um, the original Paper Mario when you're in Bowser's Castle, and you know you pick like there's like seven doors or whatever, and you uh-huh. go to them, and it's like 
either like an action course or like you fight a bunch of bad guys. Or mm. It's like a game, like a quiz show, game show kind of thing. It's totally like that, and you have to you have to pick your things and get through it and earn a certain amount of points. And I thought that was a kind of cool little throwback. It's actually called Shy Guys Finish Last is the name of the game show <laughs> that you're on, which I thought was pretty cool. Nice. I think I think a lot of those, uh, most of the Paper Mario games have a some sort of quiz show in there. I, I was wasn't that in the Super Mario RPG also or no on the Super Nintendo one? That well, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the original. Oh, that's what I meant. I, I think I said Paper Mario, but I meant the original. Yeah, uh, Super Mario RPG. I think they've all had some sort of quiz show thing in there though, in some in some way. It's it seems like. Uh, yeah, a familiar territory, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I can move on from that for now. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. And I think I'll just talk about it in more detail once I beat it. A um, little bit of Animal Crossing. I don't play every day anymore. I mean, I've really dropped off on that game. But my one of my uh, starting villagers moved out stinky i said goodbye to stinky this oh week. no goodbye stinky and i was like i don't know because every time one of my old my original villagers has tried to leave i told i asked them not to but i finally was just like you know what you can go stinky you can leave. <laughs> goodbye goodbye stinky. you moved on from the game goodbye. and so is stinky yeah, yeah so stinky left which i'm gonna miss him calling me metal crop but luckily a lot of other people call me metal let's say somebody so. else will yeah pashmina started <laughs> calling me metal crop recently so yeah, my my characters say like, uh, what what all do they say? They say like uh, Tubin monkey, Hooney, and and now one of them says uh, warfare dumb, which is a which is an inside joke. Like one time, uh, Jess was watching uh, was watching the Next Generation, and she fell asleep, and she just kind of woke up and looked at the TV and said warfare dumb, and I, I thought it was hilarious. Just in the re- <laughs> referencing how, how ridiculous Worf, Worf's hair look looks on that show, and so oh, now one of warfare dumb, Worf, warfare dumb, yeah. Warfare. I thought warfare, like, you know, the, the act of being at war. <laughs> no, also true. No, it was warfare. It was just a, such a, <laughs> it was just such a funny, like, half-asleep thing to say. Just like, Warf does have she just looks hairs. up and she's like, Sorry, Michael Dorn. Warfare dumb. I'm sure your actual hair is nice. <laughs> yeah. I actually did use uh, Jess's recruitment advice, though, because she had told me, you know, because when I was talking about how I was getting all these cast off villagers from you guys that I didn't really like. Like, I have freaking Buck now. I hate Buck. Mm. Um, So I was like, I did did the thing where I bought a bunch of Nook Miles tickets, and I went, and I looked, and I actually had, you know, sit here at my computer, and I was, like, opening up the uh, Animal Crossing wiki and looking up the characters based on, you know, visually when I saw them. I'm like, do I want that character in my village? No. And I went through probably about ten of them, and I finally got to one that I like, who's he's a grouchy alligator. Or crocodile, one of the two. And his head is his head looks like a kind of like a warship. It's got like portholes on it, like for guns. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess he's named after. Supposedly, I looked at the, in the wiki. It said he was named after a warship, a Japanese warship, or something. What's his name? His name's just Dell. Oh, and that's like okay, not his full name, I guess. But uh, in Japan, it's like a longer. Oh, that's like the the funky Homo sapien. <laughs> the funky. Uh, Deltron. Yeah, yeah. Deltron thirty thirty. The funky amphibian. But he's a he's grouchy type, and I haven't I've never had a grouchy type in mm-hmm. um in this game. So I'm actually kind of excited to have a grouch in my on my island. So so you said you got Buck. Like, did he just kind of randomly show up on your island? Yeah. You got him for you got him for me because I had Buck. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Yeah, because I because the same thing. Well, the same thing. I got Louis from Jess's island. Yeah, I got a kinda, cat from Jess's island, yeah. and I got. 
I originally got oh I got truffles. I think you had from you, John, right? Yeah. Yep. So I've gotten a stupid villager from all of you, but <laughs> I got um I finally got one that I think I like. So I'm trying to keep him. I definitely want to keep meringue, and I want to keep Shep, and I kind of I'm kind of indifferent to everybody else. So I'm gonna start like letting them leave and getting some new villagers. But yeah, we'll see how much I actually play it. Yeah, that's been what's like kind of keeping it interesting for me is like new villagers because I just got a, I just got a hamster. I got Soleil. She's she's pretty cool, and um and and like she had a birthday and Cole had a birthday like right back to back. So I did play like two days in a row for that, just because I wanted to make sure because Cole's my favorite villager and I wanted to. I feel bad if I missed out on his birthday. So there are a couple of the villagers I saw where I was like, oh, they look cool, but then I would look up their personality type and be like. No, I don't want that person on my eyelids. The, yeah, there were there were a lot of them where I'm like, you look cool, and then they just keep talking about their abs and like working mm. out, and I'm like, fuck you, get out of here, I don't want... That's one of the reasons <laughs> I was glad to see Stinky go, because he's an athletic type, or jock type, whatever. Yeah. I'm sick of that. But uh, I think Buck's like that too, isn't he? He is, that's why I got rid of him. So I wanted to get rid of all the athletic types. But uh, I guess the last thing I wanted to say is that I wanted to correct something I said either last week or the week before when I was talking about uh, Panzer Dragoon. Um, I said that you have to restart it every time like you reboot the game, and that was wrong. There are continues? Yeah, there's continues, and it'll oh, let good. you continue from whatever level you were on most recently. So I played it a little bit, but that level I'm, I'm on is still really, really tough. So I hope to get through it eventually, but if, in, case I had, in case what I had said had swayed anyone from getting the game, I'm sorry, you can continue. Mm. I, Whatever level you're on, if you just hit continue at the title screen. I may or may not get that game for next week. I, I could talk about the poll that I put up. It doesn't really matter because the sale, I think, will be over by the time this is posted. But I did put up a poll about whether I should get Super Hot or Panzer Dragon. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely Panzer I'm going to get, get but one I ha- of them. I did vote on it. Yeah, I'm going to get one of them. But it it doesn't matter to this podcast because it won't be up by the time by the time it gets up. Or the sale will be done. I think Super Hot's going up in like a day, so. But yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. I think I'd definitely pick Fall Guys as my favorite thing, I've, new thing I've played this week. And uh, I hope to have good news next week about my Chrono Cross. And Paper Mario, hopefully. And so Paper Mario, if you can. Yes. And uh, MGC, too. We'll have lots of fun stuff next week to I talk about. So. Why don't we take a quick break here, then we'll do the rest of it. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. 
Ka ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa! <laughs> He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! John, you got uh, what have you been doing this week? I got my MacBook Pro came in the mail uh, yeah. yesterday, so I've been geeking out on that for two days straight. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like just a little backstory, you probably know, maybe, but I don't have a I didn't have a computer since 2016. Wow. So since 2016, I did not have a computer. I just used an iPad the whole time. Yeah, I got I pretty good at figuring out how to make an iPad work like a computer. Yeah, which um, is hard because it's. Have not you been doing really... all your writing on the iPad? Everything. Yeah, you yep. had like wow. you probably yeah. had like a keyboard adapter, right? I had one of those too. Yeah, for... I got a keyboard for yeah. it and everything. Yeah, yeah, I had one yeah, of that. And I, I yeah. made a lot of use of Google Drive. Like I paid for the extra storage on Google Drive, so my iPad storage didn't matter. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Um, and basically, I got the iPad because my previous MacBook broke, and it was like the last minute. I need something right now. Mm-hmm. Don't have a lot of money. When I get the iPad and I'll get a new computer soon, right? Soon turned out to be almost four years later. Yeah. So, uh, finally got it the other day and I love it. So you've um, been, so you've been saving for this for like four years. Well, I, I mean, it's, uh, so, so <laughs> stupid all expensive. our unemployment has really been beneficial. You know what I mean? That extra $600 a week. And all that stuff. I mean, that's, you're putting it. You are doing something responsible that you're putting it. Yes. Well, you're going to use for work. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's and literally you, the first thing that I've bought during this entire pandemic that wasn't like a grocery item. Yeah, and or you, something they need for the house. You know, and you can and you can write yeah, it. You can it. write it all off 100. Yep. percent So that'll yeah. help. That'll help your taxes a lot. Like that helped me. I mean, I actually got a tax return this year, which I didn't get it because I still owe the IRS money, but. I actually got a return because I bought a bunch of shit last year that I wrote off because I bought that recorder, that $6,000 recorder that really helped. Right. But yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. I also have the money coming in from my, so it wasn't all unemployment, but yeah, yeah it, it was long overdue. I mean, you're so, working still. Yeah. I mean, definitely for, um, for all the money that you get for the writing jobs, it'll, you can definitely not have to pay anything in that from, from, because the, 
just write it all off 100%, like the, the computer, exactly. and it'll help you out. Well, so the first thing that anybody would notice about this is that the screen is just, like, phenomenal. So I got it right here. And for size comparison, I'll, I'll show you. I got a Wii remote. There you go. So it's like a huge for a laptop screen. 16 inches, right? And the bezel is like, especially on the sides, it's like almost gone. It's like a quarter inch. What is, what is, what is a bezel, by the way? I, I don't like know what the, it is. The frame around the, the, the monitor, you know, the part that's not actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Like the yeah. letter, the letter boxing somewhat of your computer. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I've been testing it out with. This is a, a Netflix nature documentary. And it's hard to say, hard to see over, over the, especially hard to see over a podcast, people who are not watching. I can't really tell. Um, it looks like, yeah. it just looks like any other, any other computer to me on here, but yeah. it's probably something you but, have to I mean, see. Look, like move it around a little bit to where we could see like, like, okay, like move it at an angle. Cause like you can see the screen at like a, a wide angle. That's a sign of a good screen. Yeah. It definitely, I mean, you can tell that the screen is really thin. I know that's, that was actually a detriment, I thought, to, to those newer versions. It's like you so, had a goddamn wheel. Is that they made it so thin that they, <laughs> that it has no ports anymore. Well, I mean, uh, d- does, does this model have the four USB-Cs? Yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah. Oh, cause like I was reading about this one. This one is thinner than the MacBook Air. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. it's yeah, it's thinner than the MacBook Air, like at the, at the base where the the screen and the 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 keyboard connect, mm. which is super interesting to me. Um, yeah, I believe it. Let, let me ask you this: is there is there yeah. a headphone jack on it? No headphone jack. Oh man, God, they suck. I mean, it's it's cool that <laughs> yeah. you got it, but fuck Apple. Send it back. No, I I, I I wondered if that didn't even have headphones on it. I'm like, what? A f-? I mean, I understand they're like trying to like future proof themselves, but right. they're also like future proofing themselves against everything that exists now still. Which John has a story about that in your <laughs> in your stuff, also. Oh yeah, um, which I can't believe that either. What the fuck, man? Wait, what, what are you referring to? The Steam, the Steam games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll talk about the hardware first. So the screen's great, but the biggest surprise to me, like a random thing, is the speakers are amazing. Like they're the best laptop speakers I've ever heard. You know, sitting there at your desk, it just feels like I've got a tiny surround sound system on my desk. So um, watching movies and stuff on it, you know. it's. It, I'm uh, glad, I'm glad yeah, it works so fun. well so that you can't use your headphones with it anymore. It's got really good, yeah. really good uh, speakers there for the for that. Right, it probably sounds better than these headphones that I've got. You know, yeah. So yeah, that, that's pretty great. One thing that I like a lot is the touch bar. I've read online a lot of people have different opinions about the touch bar. Some say it's kind of useless or whatever. I disagree. I think it's pretty great. Um, like it'll autofill suggestions. Like it'll come up instead of having on the screen. Oh, did you want to type this or that or whatever? It just comes up on the touch bar and you touch it. So it's. It clears up the real estate on the screen. Oh, like a predictive, um, like a predictive text thing, like you would use yeah. on your phone. That's like you would use on your phone. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know it had that. Yeah, and then like emojis will be right there on your keyboard. So I've got like a whole row of 
emojis and things that I can select. You can emoji. So I have to like dig around. Yep. I, I know. I know that's been something you've really been looking for in computers. Like there's, there's just not enough that have emo- emojis like just oh, yeah. accessible. And John, I mean, that's I, why it took you so long <laughs> to find the perfect model. I've, I've read that's John. Right. I've read John's scripts. They're like a hundred. Most they're all like, emojis. They're ninety percent emojis. I wrote the emoji so movies, by the way. It's it's almost. Yeah, but he wrote it all in emojis originally. <laughs> it's almost its own language, so you really need that on there. <laughs> you, you better have emojis behind every de- every note that you put on our outline. They were like, John, we have to put actual dialogue in here. You're like, it's the emoji movie. Yeah, I just sent that in the angry emoji. That's what I sent back. It's like I can't I can't express myself unless I have the the, the sick face with the tongue. Like, do you not you don't understand that, do you? It's the only way to express what Jane says to Bill in this part of the movie. <laughs> And then no surprise is that it comes with a free year of Apple TV Plus. Oh, a whole year! So I didn't, oh. yeah, I didn't know that until yesterday. What's so, the, what's the difference between Plus and because I have Apple TV on my phone too? Yep. Just I, I figured it was just in, included on all of the Apple stuff, but I don't think I have the Plus version. But I'm really not sure what the difference is between the two. So ones. Apple TV, the regular one is like you know you can buy or rent any movies or whatever. Um, the Plus is their extra shows that you can stream. So yeah, because they're um, like their original content, right? Yeah, original yeah. content. It essentially makes it into Amazon Prime mm. Video. Like you know, on yeah. Prime Video, you can buy stuff, rent stuff, or you can watch the streaming stuff that's on there for yeah. free. Because I, because yeah. I, because there's Same a new thing. there's a new show done by the by Lauren Bouchard who does uh, Bob's Burgers called Central Park mm-hmm. that I actually really wanted to see, and I can watch it on my phone and and for free. Like I haven't paid anything, but. I can't stream it on anything. It won't stream through the Chromecast, so it makes it completely oh, useless because I don't want to watch it on a tiny oh, screen, you know. So I just haven't used it. Mm. So I didn't know, and and maybe and maybe you can only watch like the first episode without the plus. But yeah, I was curious, like because I know it's like almost their own streaming service, and they are going to add new shows to it and stuff like yeah. that. So that's yeah. pretty much what it is. It's, yeah, it's their own streaming service. So they one thing is shows now. Right. They've got a few. Yeah. So yeah. it's not as big as Amazon, like for sure. I'm, in fact, I was kind of surprised by how, how small it is right now. I would be, I think they maybe have like, I don't know, maybe 10 shows and then a couple movies. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not much right now. They're trying to build it into whatever. Maybe they spent all that money on the Tom Hanks submarine movie. I don't know. I like, but, I like um, just, yeah, I just heard about it because of the Bob's Burgers thing on there. Like I had never heard mm-hmm. anything about it. At all until like the past month, maybe I finally heard that Apple TV was the thing. So, oh, fairly, yeah. there's there's a show on there that I really want to watch, but I don't, I I don't want to watch it enough to pay for Apple TV Plus. Is C? Is what? Like a, it it's a show called C. It's about um, oh like the a, Jason Momoa one. Yeah, world full of blind people, and then like some babies are born with like working eyeballs. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So they yeah. yeah so, but apparently, like there are people are like don't want them to live so any show that involves people trying to kill babies i feel like i'm like Ooh, watch this. <laughs> that looks interesting yeah so i should say that that yeah they have a limited selection right now but it's also a lot cheaper it's only five dollars a month is mm. the normal price so maybe that factors into it as well uh, but the one show that i did watch was was uh, one that i was looking forward to um the mythic quest raven's banquet which is the one from uh, rob McElhenney of of it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and he plays the leader of this uh, uh, game development team that's making an MMO. Mm. And so far, I've only watched the first episode. It was funny. Uh, it's like it's like it's like Silicon Valley is the closest show I can compare it to. 
it, yeah, it's more Silicon Valley than it's always sunny. I think I think uh, I heard about that. I think it was based on an actual person too, like an actual developer. It? But I don't remember who it is. But I, I I remember hearing about that on other podcasts. It's good. I'm gonna keep watching it. I plan to watch all of them. Is he like that shit crazy or? Yeah, he's like a prima donna. The first episode is about be like the guy who did um, Fez because I didn't know he had a lot of drama. Oh, maybe or the braid guy. That, the yeah. braid guy had a well. The braid guy kind of. If you any of you watched that in the indie movie, indie game movie, he I always thought I he just came movie. off as a as a prick. That braid guy did. Where he's like nobody. Nobody understands my games. You know, like <laughs> that guy. He just seems so pretentious. That dude, that dude is cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Yeah, like <laughs> it's amazing. Sometimes yeah. the best art comes from the cocoa puffs. Mm-hmm. It'll be just a quick news item, but speaking of that, Braid is coming to Switch now. You know, surprise, surprise. But that it that oh, did yeah. get that did get announced. So, I mean, every any any game that's ever existed should be on Switch because you know they they sell everything seems to sell well on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recommend the Ravens Banquet. I don't know if you're able to buy the shows. Like, I think I think they're just limited to streaming. But if if you can buy them, I'd say it, it's worth a look so far. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching that show, and then also. They offer a one-month free trial of Apple Arcade. So I signed up for that free trial. Poking around a little bit, I, don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not going to keep going with it. It's, it's not the kind of quality of games like what that would be on Steam. It's more it's more like phone games, but on your computer. So, mm. like, really simplistic. Like, I got the Sonic Racing game. It's not called Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. It's just Sonic Racing. Oh, weird. Um, and it's not, but it's not Team Sonic Racing? It's not the Switch? No, it's a, it's a different game. Oh, weird. Oh wait, yeah, it's are, a different you... game entirely. So it's a phone game, probably. So it's yeah, it's a it's like a phone game. The the only control you have is go left and go right. Gas is automatic. Oh okay, oh yeah. So you're playing the the phone game, which is actually okay for that game. I thought it was. I mean, I I had it on my phone. I thought it was better than most mobile games. Hmm. You know, as far as like a racer on your phone goes. But that was. But I didn't play it on like a computer. I was just playing it like with the you know with the movement control and all that on the phone, and it worked fine for what it was. Hmm. I played Cyanar Wild Hearts. Did you guys play that game? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. I love that game. Yeah. I, the soundtrack is... It's fun. I mean, the soundtrack is worth the price of admission. The I game, agree. The game in itself is probably only like an hour long, like or maybe like Very an hour simplistic. and a half. Yeah. But it's it's like super, like it hits you in the feels. Like it's not even, it's not even really like a game. It's kind of more like an interactive music video. Yes, but it's, I would agree. But I bought the soundtrack for it because I love the soundtrack, and I've used it on multiple WRT radio like live episodes. And it's and it has a it's voiceover. the The narration is done by Queen Latifah, which I think is fucking badass too. So oh, I didn't realize uh, that. Yeah, she does the voiceover, but no, it's it's really cool. It's just a, uh, it's just this this woman like going through a, uh, just like going through different you know levels of a game and interacting with different mm. people. I don't really want to say that much about it because I don't want to spoil it. But I think as far as it's 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 a fun experience. Like it's really good. Yeah. Like I think it's nice to look at. Like the design is just beautiful. Yeah. I think that if I, I agree with you, it's like an interactive music video. I think that like Shauna would in, would appreciate it if like you and Shauna watched it together. It's just a, it is like a little bit overpriced. I think for what you get from it because it is really like I said, you can play it in an hour, and I think it's like twenty bucks. But you could play it again. I guess you know it is oh, fun. Too much, yeah. So it, it, it was it was kind of priced fairly high for what it is, but it has really high production value and it looks incredible and it plays really well and all that so i think i bought it on sale or no maybe i bought it no i bought it when it came out but yeah it was did you play all the way through it john no i only played it for about 15 minutes oh well well, you should play through all of it it's only it's really only like i think it's only like an hour hour and a half long so you can 
It's like yeah, I tend to go back. It's to like it. watching a movie, but it's got a lot of really really cool stuff in it. Like yeah, I really dug that game. I also hooked up my Switch Pro controller. I was surprised, or well, well, pleased, I would say, not surprised, pleased to to find out that it uh, works pretty well with with the Apple Arcade. Does it have to be wired. No. Oh, nice. Just oh, on it's, Bluetooth. Oh, That's weird. Because okay. I, I was get mine to work with Bluetooth on my computer. Well, because I was going to say, because uh, it's maybe because it's USB C also, maybe you could directly plug it in there. But it, the system, uh, the computer probably didn't come with any plugs, right? No cables whatsoever, aside from a charger. No, no. Yeah, I thought maybe if it was like a USB to USB C or USB C to USB C, not... you could just plug it right in. Because you know the Switch and the Pro controller, they both use the same type of hookup that the new MacBooks have. So I thought maybe you know you could hook, it, hook, it, hook yeah. it directly in there. Yeah, no, I just used Bluetooth. Oh wow, well that's yeah. that's cool. Was that hard? Was that hard to do? Like to to recognize it or or no? No, it was just it was just painless. So um, it doesn't work with like every game like i'm pretty sure it works with all the apple arcade games but the other things that i bought i couldn't get it to work with that Mm. maybe there's a little bit more setup involved so uh, i got steam and i have a bunch i had a bunch of games like that i had previously bought on my old computer i was excited to get going again and one in particular that never really ran well on that computer so i was excited to get to actually play that game for the first time right so i had goat simulator right uh, a game that I already have on Switch, so I wasn't too excited about that. Mm. Left for Dead, never tried it. Uh, never really had much of an interest in it, but it's you know, it's great. It's great as a, as a multiplayer game. Left for Dead is a lot of fun. Like, is it? yeah. Uh, I got Portal, which I played through uh, all the way, and the one that I was excited to play, really wanted to give it a try on my fancy new computer, Portal Two, because um, it didn't work on the old old computer. Uh, but it doesn't work on this computer either. So, in fact, none of the games do. <laughs> yeah, see that that's what that's what I didn't yeah. expect at all. And that's also like a huge like. That's why I kind of not really, I'm not really into the Macs at all anymore because I feel like they, I don't understand why it wouldn't work for Steam. So, like, if I gave you if I gave you a code for like the the liberated code for Steam, Steam, like you couldn't use that either. Or is Steam just does it just not work with the new Mac? Well, so all these games came out like. 2011 and before. So it has been a while. So I'm not that mad about it. Right? I, know, I know, but the Steam, um, I, I would think that Steam in itself, the idea is that you can play it on anything. Yeah. That's what I thought. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't play Steam that much, so I may be wrong on it, but for me, it, it just seems like so disheartening, like that, that wouldn't like, do any Steam games work on there? Have you, I know there's a lot of demos on there. You could maybe by next week, you could try it and see if, you can get any I downloaded a go. demo for Hitman 2016. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually tried it yet. Okay. So there's hopefully that also, works. There, there's also a, you can get um, like a, not a full Windows, but you can use a, like a Windows, like a shadow operating system, and you might be able mm-hmm. to run Steam through that and get better results. Yeah, that, that's what I was, yeah, I was thinking about giving something like that a try. Yeah, that's what I was talking about with when I was talking about the... Um, the Super Nintendo Classic and how I would have to like hack my Super Nintendo Classic through a through a Windows program to make and I just that's just too much for, I don't understand enough about computers to do that it seems it seems it's too really dangerous for me but no but yeah you can you can download stuff that'll turn your Mac into a PC somewhat so you can run other yeah. stuff but I'm not that savvy with it to mess to mess around with it especially when it comes to like a fairly rare thing that I couldn't get another one of if I, if it breaks you know yeah, it's just it's strange to me that 
still, after all this time, you know, Max, especially having this, this, uh, veneer of being the computer for the creative person, like that, they just aren't, they aren't game machines. I don't know. I don't know why. I think, honestly, I think they've also kind of like lost their way a little bit since, uh, mm-hmm. since Steve Job died. It, it yeah. kind of seems like they've, I'm not really sure where they're at now, but I don't know. I'm, I, the, the Mac, the Mac that I got was, I got the last one that basically had all the ports still, you know, where I still have like a Firewire, I still have Ethernet, I still have like mul- multiple uh, headphone jacks and all that stuff. And, but souped up as much as that version can do. And I think if mine, if this end up, ends up dying, I'm just going to get a PC. I'm just going to get a Chromebook or something after that. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't really. I might have put a grand total yeah. on my computer and I've had it for almost four years and I love yeah. it. It's yeah. I don't really, I mean, for me, it, the Mac is, I, they've, they've kind of, they've kind of just gone the ways that I don't like. <laughs> I don't, I don't want, I don't want to buy like a whole bunch of adapters for everything that I already have. Like it's, I don't know. It's not, it's not for me anymore, but it, it makes sense for what, for what, for what you're doing for like a word processor and that type of thing. And I understand you yeah. want to, you want to get a newer one so it'll last forever. It's just like so weird that they kind of shoot themselves in the foot like that, where it's like, Oh, cool. But it won't run anything really, unless it's, it's all of their stuff is so weird. Like we were, I was having the same problem with Jess when we were trying to buy, we were trying to buy an iMovie that would work with the laptop that I gave her that used to be mine. And you can't buy any of the old versions of it. You can only buy the new one that works with the new computer. It's just, it, their logic makes no sense to me. Like it's, why can't you buy an older version of something if you have an old Mac? Why? Because you only want them to, you only want to shell out like $4,000 or more for whatever the new, it just makes no sense. Like in order, and, and, and I went to like multiple, like, you know, discussion boards about it. And basically if you want to get an old one, you have to fucking steal it. Like they force you to pirate it. Like they force you to tour in it. It's like, I don't understand. It doesn't make, it just, ah, I don't, I don't know. It's, I do, I do not get it. I do not get their, their logic at all on this. I don't know. The only thing I can think is maybe that they want to have a, a, a presentation of themselves about their, their about customer service and to lend your customer service staff to a, the version of the software from five, six years ago, whatever it might not be financially viable right well i, I mean know. yeah it seems like they want to force you to buy whatever the newest computer is yeah. but i thought the idea was that they made such good computers that if you have an older one it'll last longer so you should be able to get an older version that will run with that computer instead of forcing you to get the new one to and, and even even people from mac tell you to just go steal it steal the other one because there's no other way to get it and you know and that just seems so backwards for me because most most websites they give you you can get multiple versions of one thing I, don't, I just don't understand. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're well, I did of- get something old that works. I got my old game Toonstruck on on good old games. Oh, there so you go. That was in my library and still works on this one. Nice. Glad to play that again. Yeah, because that's one of my favorite uh, point and click adventure games of all time. And then also the itch.io bundle that we talked about maybe a month or so ago. Jeremy got it as well. I've been trying to get some of those to work. I didn't put too much effort into it. I think there's a way. But those weren't working as well. So we'll see. I'll keep trying. I mean, it's like 1,500 games. So one of them's got to work, right? I hope so. I, hope so. <laughs> I mean, it was... I mean, it was for a good cause either way. Yeah, right. and, it, and, it, and it was cheap, though. You only you got it for like $5 or something. Right? Five like bucks, it yeah. It wasn't a whole lot. So, you know, easy come, easy go for, for $5. But yeah, no, I was hoping you could play something on that thing. Hopefully you can figure out... Because yeah, I, I have like some Steam codes like from a past interview that we did 
that I was, you know, going to give to either you or Jeremy. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe this computer will work and you can run Steam on it. But it seems undetermined right now <laughs> on, on that, which is weird. It just seems so backwards to me. But if the, if the Hitman 2016 demo doesn't work, then I'll be concerned. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just thought that Steam would just work on everything. But I, but then again, I, I don't know that much about Steam. Just that it's worked for everything that I've gotten on, but I've only had it for this computer and the one that I, that I gave to Jess. So that's like what, 2012 ish MacBook Pro. So I don't know. One other thing, going through my old files, I found a, a playlist that I made in college of basically it's a concept playlist. The wizard in song. I remember. I remember. I remember that playlist. I remember you showing it to me. It was wasn't it called like the rise and fall of Jimmy Woods or like you had like a great title to it. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Woods never dies. Yeah. You should. We should make that into like a WART radio episode for sure. Well, I posted it in our our Google Drive so you guys can listen to it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't able to access it through my phone for some reason. So maybe I'll have to try it through Google Drive. But I could not. I could not click the link through Slack, so I'll have to I'll have to try it again in a different way because I could I couldn't get it to work earlier. But yep. yeah, yeah, that's it for me. Well, that's that's quite a bit though. Hopefully, we'll get we'll figure out if some of it can work. I I'm sure you probably don't want to do it just out of fear of possible viruses and stuff. But I was going to say you could always try like getting like an emulator or something on that. You could try to see if you could do a Super Nintendo emulator. But it also oh yeah, I have be, done that in the past. Like I've done uh, one called DOSBox which played all the old DOS games, pretty much every mm-hmm. you know, DOS ROM that you can imagine that you can find. You plug it in there, and it works. So uh, I'm going to get that one. And Oh, yeah, you just reminded me. There was a really good one for Mac that I should get. There's a That's how I played Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Gimmick. Gimmick. Yep. I'll have to look at the one. It's like Emulation Station or something like that. But I have one on my Mac mm-hmm. that works really good. I don't know if it'll work on the newer one, but... That I was able to play. It was like one thing that ran yeah. like everything, and you could put like any rhyme in there and change it for whatever. Had the same one. I could play like Sega CD on that one. Yeah, you could do. Yes, and could, it had like a really nice layout too. Yeah, what was it called? Like it actually showed the systems and stuff. Like they put a lot of work into the presentation of it. It was really cool. Yeah, it was. It, that. it was emu- it was emulation something or EMU. Open EMU is what I have on here. Sounds about right. Open emulation. So. That's that's what I had when I when I was doing when I was doing that stuff still, which I don't I don't really I don't really right now, but yeah. So yeah, the, we'll we'll get to well you'll get to mess around with it some more, and hopefully we'll have more stuff. Of course, we'll have more stuff to talk about it because yeah, it's a brand new computer. There's a lot to like look through and experience on that, and hopefully someday we can use it to stream with too, or or use it to record this with, where we can see see how you look through the new computer <laughs> through the new computer's eyes camera whatever yeah the camera's supposed to be pretty good on that one too i'd hope so yeah yeah if it'll fit fit behind that bezel or <laughs> whatever <laughs> no I'm, I'm sure i'm sure it's pretty good yeah so did if- you see did you see an option for i had remember doing re- some research on on uh the macbook pros recently uh there some of them are offering like four lens um cameras like on the outside oh did you see? Did you see any no. of that in now when you're looking? Yeah, some of it. I'm like, these, I think it's silly to have that because why are you going to use your camera to take a picture away from you? Yeah, or yeah. like your computer. You know, I have a on your computer. Yeah. Well, yeah. they have. That's, 
don't don't they have like a kind of like telescope or like telephoto lens things that you can attach to your phone? Like, don't they have stuff like that too? Yeah. Kind of, yeah, there's stuff like that. Yeah, I or like fisheye lens like, adapters, the whatever options <laughs> that they're offering for the, yeah. the MacBook. I feel like a little excessive. I always thought it was really hilarious to watch anybody take a picture with an iPad, just oh. be, just because it's yeah. so oh, huge. Geez. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. right, hold still. I just thought it was so funny. It, it it's even funnier to see somebody like film something with it. It's I like, had this weird thing that I bought for my back when I did have an iPhone. So this was years and years ago. It was a four S. But uh, I bought this thing on Amazon that was like it was basically like a three sixty lens or something along those lines. And it clipped onto the phone and then it took like a some sort of like almost like a fisheye kind of thingy. And then it re like it, it, it puts it, you have to put it through that software in order to view it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you could like mm-hmm. move around and like there was just like the center point of where you were, where it was located. And then you could go all the way around it based on how the lens worked. And it was really cool. dumb because the resolution, you know, of the phone was pretty nice at the mm-hmm. time for what it was. But when you like, in order to capture all that information, it had to be like super spread out with the pixels. And then not to mention it's reinterpreting it to make it work through the program so you end up with like some weird distortion and stuff but it was interesting i don't know there's some weird shit that's been done with phone cameras yeah one time i took um and i had read about this on reddit i think where i took like the lens out of a laser pointer i think i did it with the same phone that 4s because the camera was so nice on it and uh i used like a i taped with a piece of scotch tape a bobby pin so the round part of it was where the was covering up where the camera was, you know, and then I put that little laser pointer lens in there, and it became like a macro camera, like you, like I was like I could like get a picture of it, like a grain of sand. That oh wow, like cool and like oh. artsy. And I got I put a bunch of photos on my Instagram back then using that. <laughs> that was one of the coolest things I ever did with like yeah I don't know going off on a huge tangent here, but like. I don't know. Try that. Maybe try that sometime. Anyone listening, use a laser pointer lens on your camera phone. And see I mean, there's yeah, cool photos. It, it's it really it really blows me away. Like all the like all the stuff that people make, like attachments and things to like make stuff work. So there's a there's a lot of different stuff you can do with that. You know, it's kind of the same with the switch, where where like you know people are just making their own controllers. Like it's it's amazing how accessible everything has become now, you know, like, like, I've I, made my own controller. like I, Jeremy even, even took one of his old super Nintendo controllers and made it into a switch controller. Like you could do, it's amazing what you can do. I haven't done anything as amazing as like stuff Kevin's done, but I did kind of build a controller. Yeah. I mean, well you made, you made your one, like I said, you made an original super Nintendo controller into a wireless controller mm-hmm. that you can use on switch. I think that in itself is pretty fantastic. Like just to have the ability for that. And now I have the official version as well. It's pretty incredible. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, do a real quick news brief here. Here is the news. I promise you it's the news for the, for the week. There's actually not a whole lot happening, so we don't have a whole lot to go into. But I do want to talk about, of course, the games of the week that are being released. Some Neo Geo Pocket Color games have launched as of right now. I, I thought maybe this was the first week that did it, but apparently there was one that's already that already came out in April that I just found when I was searching through them. There was a game called, uh, what was it? SNK Gals Fighter released on the 29th of April for $7.99. So they've already been out, but, but now you can get, uh, King of Fighters R2 and Samurai, Samurai Showdown 2, the, um, Neo Geo Pocket Color 
versions for your Switch, which is kind of cool. I know we talked it. It was unveiled on some direct a while ago, but they're up there now. And uh, Samurai Showdown 2 was the one that I got for free from uh, pre-ordering the Samurai Showdown, the new Samurai Showdown game for Switch. So now it's available to everybody else. So did you, Oh, so you had it already? I had it already, yeah. But now you can buy it for $8. So they're starting their new Geo Pocket Color stuff on there. So to so get more more portable stuff on a portable, which is always cool. You know, I like seeing stuff like that. And obscure stuff that's probably not exactly cheap yeah. to acquire right now. You're not going to be able to find anywhere. Also, uh, was it Darkestville Castle? There's a demo for that. That came out this week. It looks like a LucasArts game. It looks hand-drawn. It's $14.99. I downloaded the demo, but I haven't played it yet. But I think it looks cool. I watched the trailer for it. Looks interesting. Another one that we talked about from a direct actually comes out tomorrow, and I'm thinking about getting it. Double Kick Heroes comes out on Thursday. You remember that game, Jeremy, where you're like, where you're like in the back of a car and like you're getting chased by monsters and they're like shooting people with guns and you're like playing a rhythm game in the bottom. We we talked about it long time ago. It was when we had a uh, Scott on here from uh, Gaming Outsider. We oh, talked wow. to him about it. It was a long long time ago. It was in a direct, but. Watch the trailer for it. It looks really cool. There's going to be like over 30, uh, over 30 songs in there. There looks like there's a lot of like Japanese rock in there, which I fucking love. Like there's the music in there is in Japanese and, uh, you can use the, you can use the Joy Cons to drum with in the air. I want to test out and see if the, see if the, uh, DK bongos work with it or if the, the drum from Taiko Drum Master work with it. So. It's coming out for like twenty one ninety nine. It comes out on Thursday, but I'm I think I'm gonna just go for it because I think it looks like a lot of fun. It's just like a whole bunch of like bosses with mixed with Guitar Hero, where you're like you know fighting a boss on the back of a truck playing songs. You'll have to let me how that goes. Let me know how that goes because that's a game Sean has been talking about a lot. Wanting to to get is uh, Donkey Kong because she grew up with that. Oh with sure, games. Well, and do- her brother yeah. has them, but he won't let her have them. Oh. Like, here mean <laughs> well i know she was talking about like buying you know paying like spending like 60 bucks on like buying it and i mean you guys are still working so i mean i say fuck it just go for it it's not really i don't think i don't think you're you know you're not in the you're not in the danger of a lot of people are with like not being able to pay rent and stuff like that because you guys are still employed so i mean That's why true. not go for it you know stimulate the economy yeah well <laughs> i mean no, you probably bought a lot of games <laughs> this week so i mean i've been doing my part yeah well it yeah. was just i i've been having the itch to buy a new game just because i haven't really aside from like the shin megami tensei thing and i also bought a ps4 game on on sale because it was ten dollars but but I, I wanted to buy like a new switch game and i think this will be the one that i did i do just because the soundtrack looks so cool so cool and it looks fun to play so also uh with the shaolin versus wu-tang game is coming out this week it I don't, I don't really, I never really listened to Wu-Tang. I know, like, uh, you guys can judge me all you want, but, uh, I'm not really familiar with that, with their stuff that much, but the game basically kind of looks like that game Dark Presence that we played that was made by Galloping Ghost, where it's Mm -hmm. all, like, actual footage of the characters in the game, so that makes it look kind of interesting, but, yeah, it's $9.99. It comes out this Friday. That's another game worth mentioning. Nice. Also, there's a game called Regina and Mac, which basically looks like a real shitty version of uh, Yoshi's Island 3D. And uh, just the part of me that wants to play a really bad game kind of wants to play it. It's like $9.99, and it just looks like a shitty 3D platformer. And, you know, I've talked about how I feel about stuff like that before on this show. It, it looks like it, it looks like some um, shovelware for 64, and I don't know if I want to pay $10 for it, but I think it looks intriguing just because of that. I think they're trying to make it look bad. I don't know. 
I don't know <laughs> where they're going with that. It reminds me of that like that unboxed game that I always wanted to buy that looked like a really bad 3D platformer that looked like it might be fun. That one's been on sale for a lot. I'm waiting for it to be like under under two dollars, then maybe I'll get it. But that's a uh, yeah. That, that's what I think is the big releases for this week. Um, Darkestville Castle demo is what I said. Um, also, a lot of the sales are still going. Uh, the Arc System sale, which is all of the, which is like the Guilty Gear X games, are on sale still. I'm thinking about getting a what was it a Blaze Blue Tag Battle, which has characters from Persona Four and Five on there. It's only like four dollars marked down from I don't know like forty bucks or something like that. So I thought about just getting it just because of that, just because you know I always like the Guilty Gear X games and I never really played any of the Blaze Blue games, so. Why not? It's it's so cheap and it's it's on sale till like the nineteenth. But Mortal Kombat's on sale. The aftermath went on sale for thirty bucks now. I think it's maybe too still too expensive. But uh, Ease Eight, which was the game that was my favorite game of whatever year that came out, uh, is my favorite RPG of that year on the Switch. Is now twenty nine ninety nine. That's half off. I think it's totally worth it for anybody who wants to play a really fun action RPG. Ease Eight is awesome. Uh, Panther Dragon's still on sale as of right now. Uh, Picross, th- Picross one through three are all on sale. That's why I was kind of looking at the fourth one, but I still have a, I still have a murder by numbers to get through. And uh, Wanderlust, which was done by a company that we did an interview with uh, through the guys that did Liberated. That was that one that's like kind of in the same vein of the werewolf game that they're working on right now. It's on sale for like three dollars, for like three dollars and seventy five cents. So I'm probably going to end up getting that just because. You know, we they were on our show and they and they yeah, uh they, they talked about it and it was, it was marked down from like fifteen bucks or something like that. But that's on sale to the twenty sixth. So that's the sales that I thought were pretty cool for this for this week. Also, um, as far as pre orders go, there the RPG maker is finally making its way to to the US. I found it on the on the eShop, but it's selling for like fifty dollars, forty nine ninety nine. I just mentioned it because you know, Jeremy. I know you've had some past with playing like RPG Maker type games. Yeah. And I actually, I even downloaded because you can download the um, RPG Player from the Japanese account, mm-hmm. for, and you can play games for okay, free. Okay, so they are doing like they do with the 3DS, where there's a separate yeah software I, for just playing. Yeah, I downloaded the player for free from the Japanese eShop, and there are actually games in there that are in English that people have made. Cool. So. You know, it's just an interesting thing. It'll make it bigger. That's the only reason I wanted to mention it. Just more people can access it and all that stuff. But yeah, I think that's I think that's what I got for the releases for the week. Do you want to talk about... I see you guys have some highlighted stuff here. Do you want to, do you want to talk about that stuff? Uh, sure, yeah. So one of the games coming out soon. The Angry Video Game Nerd 1 and 2 Deluxe. This was announced on the Cinemaster YouTube channel. And uh, James Rolfe said it's coming out probably in September. So I'm excited about that because I, I like his show and never played those games and never had a platform where I could play those games. Were, so, so so they were already out. I, I didn't hear I didn't hear that he had a game. Like was it how long has it been out yeah. for? It, the, well, the first one was I don't know. I would say at least five years ago. Oh, okay, wow. when the second one came out. Are these but, like games that went were released like on NES kind of thing, or are they just like indie games? Indie games. Okay. Yeah, I think they're on PlayStation and Xbox. They they kind of look like NES games for what I've seen, kind of along the lines of that uh, the Jay and Silent Bob game that you got the, the yeah, weeks ago. That's, yeah, that's the style of it. Kind of looks like that. Also, uh, there what is it? A uh, another spiritual successor, Demon ate, Demons ate my neighbors. Is that supposed to be like zombies ate my neighbors? Yeah. So. so that was just announced today, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, which was funny because I was talking to my other friend about 
zombies ate my neighbors today as well. So, um, yeah, maybe that means I got to get this game. I don't know. I, I, I but, love all these, I love all these spiritual sequels that aren't like, you know, like we've been talking about, like they were doing like the, like a Eugene, oh, was it a, the, the Sonic guy was, was doing something aside from, from Sega and like. Night's game. Yeah. Yeah. The, it was if the Eugene, people who own the rights Naka, won't do it. Yeah. You know, somebody else do it. Yeah. Same thing with the Sui Coden thing, which you were talking about earlier, where they go outside and do their own thing. So it's pretty, pretty cool. And we, we mentioned Braid, of course, is coming to it as well. One thing, this is kind of a spinoff of last week's episode, but we, when we talked about, talked to Philip last week about Shin Megami Tensei, they, he was talking about how Dante from Devil May Cry was in the original PlayStation one. Well, now he's going to be in the Switch one as well. They just announced that he is going to be in there as a, as like a extra character that you get at one point in the, uh, in the Nocturne remaster. So it's crazy. We like just talked about it and then they just announced it. Is there anything, is there anything else you guys want to mention on here? I just want to mention. Yeah, so the new Netflix video game documentary series, High Score, uh, that's coming out on August 19th. And the narrator of the show is Charles Martinet. So how about that? That's a lot of voice work. But no, it's cool that, yeah, he's, he's going to be on there for sure. Yeah, if, if there's, is there anything else you guys want to read on here? Uh, there's not a whole lot of news that I'd necessarily wanted to talk about aside from what I already said. Um, I kind of wanted to just mention this thing I saw on, uh, Pat the NAS Punk's YouTube channel. Okay, go. Oh, yeah. I thought this was kind of interesting. And it's just like an example of a, a super bootleg thing, but I still thought it was interesting. So this thing made in, probably made in China somewhere. It says it's a Supreme thing, you know, and I don't know how much you guys know about Supreme, but it's like... The brand. Yeah. Right, right. It's a brand that people will pay exorbitant amounts of money oh. to get weird random things made by Supreme. And I just know not Oftentimes they appreciate in value as well so it's like an investment too to buy some of these really expensive things like they had like an inflatable raft i remember was one thing that was just like it was expensive amounts of money yeah that's amazing but in this case like come out of your pocket and then it just expands and it's got to do some crazy things for (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't think i mean that was an example of something that was probably not like super expensive but it was still probably like order several orders of magnitude above what you should have paid for this cheap plastic raft thing but um anyway so it's a supreme mini arcade cabinet but it's specifically mentions that it's a galloping ghost arcade cabinet oh which makes you think that wait is this going to have like all the games are galloping dark presence right so not only is it you know supreme but it's also galloping ghost and i just thought that was interesting that some how like are you know we were there for your bachelor party you know just well almost a year ago now but um, Almost, it's just yeah. interesting that that brand that's like a brand name that someone wanted to put on some bootleg thing yeah that means apparently as much as the supreme brand you know yeah that, yeah, yeah. kind of blew my mind like and of course yeah it's total it's a piece of junk and it's <laughs> like, actually i don't know it may be one of those things where you it doesn't actually exist you just pay money for it you never get it but uh yeah i just thought that was something interesting like and i don't know how they happened to cross that news but I'm like, wait, Galloping Ghost Arcade? What? Yeah. Well, I mean, Supreme. they did. They they did do that uh, arcade version of Mortal Kombat 11, which uh, which was like a kind of made the big splash for them. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. NetherRealm Studios is local in Chicago, but it was cool that they made a functioning arcade for Mortal Kombat because Mortal Kombat really doesn't do arcades anymore. Everything is strictly console, so I feel like that made a big presence for them and like the Dark oh, Presence right. game that, that they've been. The, um... 
arcade. It was at headquarters. Yeah, we played it at, yep. head, at headquarters right before the wedding as well. So I mean, it was they've been doing some stuff in the in whatever's left of the arcade. Yeah, that cool. So. It had the cool second screen up top, so people could like watch. Yeah, yeah, above the thing, so people could watch you fight, like whatever. So yeah, I mean, they've been doing some stuff, so it makes sense. But yeah, steer clear of this Supreme Galloping Ghost arcade. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, I, I think it's I think it's about time to to wrap up this episode. I do want to read. We did. Uh, I mentioned uh, Tim Hendrickson earlier, but he did. He sent a comment to us in response to last week's episode, so I do want to read it in its entirety because it's always nice when we get mail from uh, from our listeners. So. I just want to read it right here. So Tim Henderson says, I listened to the rest of the episode this morning and had one correction on the Shin Megami Tensei series. Uh, Persona 2 was released here in both parts, but the first half, Innocent Sin, was only released on PSP some 10 years later after the initial release of the second game, Eternal Punishment on the PlayStation 1. I believe you can get both of them through the Vita store at the moment. Um, A couple of games will create maps for you on like what we were talking about, like whether you can get a map or not. Um, some some really don't some really don't have one. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei: Strange Journey and Soul Hackers on 3DS creates maps as you walk through your dungeons. Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse is the sequel to Shin Megami Tensei 4, and would have a handful of spoilers to four, so don't don't play that one. Uh, hitting weaknesses will get you an extra turn and at least any of the 3DS games forward in Persona 4 and 5. If you do that, all the enemies you get an all-out attack that attacks all the enemies. But yeah, thanks for letting us know on the clarification of some of the stuff that we said on last week's episode. And thanks for commenting on the, on the post and writing in, like I said, anybody who listens to this, please do that. You can, uh, you can direct and message me on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain, or you can email us at Nintendo main podcast at gmail.com. If you want to tell us something about the show and we'll read it on the show, you know, uh, email us and tell us that we suck or whatever. We'll, uh, we'll read it on here. We'll read that <laughs> We're like Ron Burgundy. We'll just say anything. Yeah, that's true. But uh, but thank you, thank you for being on the show this week, Daniel, and thanks for sticking sticking out on the long run. Sorry if we went a little bit longer than expected, but let everybody at home know where they can find you and your show on the interwebs. Okay, yeah. So the name of the show again is Other You. You can find it on major podcast places where you get your podcast: uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Google Play Store, and uh, Apple and Stitcher. Um, if you want is to, the, the podcast is also presented with the short story printed out. Feel free to check out my website. The whole thing will be there. You'll be able to read the story. You'll see a photograph of the person at the time of their decision and you can listen to it there as well. It is danielmoreno.me. Uh, again, that's danielmoreno.me. If you have any questions about, um, any of the upcoming guests or anything like that, please feel free to email me at Dan, uh, other you podcast at Daniel And I'll be happy to um, correspond in that regard. Otherwise uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, the Daniel underscore Moreno. And then on Twitter at the D Moreno. Oh, nice. And uh, if you could uh, just, just text me like the address of that and I'll put it in the show notes for, for this episode. Oh, cool. We'll do so people can find it. Cool. And, sure. and if you want to, and if you want to find any of our stuff, we're at a, we have a Nintendo main podcast.com. You can get access to most of our shows there, or you could just search Nintendo main. Uh, we're same, same as, uh, same as Daniel. We're on, uh, we're on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, like Spotify, all those different places. Uh, mm-hmm. if you Google it, you can pretty much easily find, find it at Apple podcasts, like all, all that shit. Uh, we're on YouTube also, youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast, twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. I've been streaming, uh, 
at 2 a.m. Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, and at 1 a.m. on Saturday nights for various retro stuff and WRT Radio Live on Saturday. So come check that out. This this week I'm going to do like a greatest hits, best of thing, where I'm going to put together a list of some of my personal favorite songs from video games and play that on Saturday. So come hang out, and if you make a request, maybe I'll play something for you. And, uh, and uh, yeah, also also I have, a, have another show, sister show, called uh, How Is It Now?, where uh, Jess and I talk about older award-winning shows and how we feel about them now. I just put it, we just put up a recent episode for Spirited Away. That was the, that was like the second movie that ever won best animated movie ever on the, on the Oscars. So Hayao Miyazaki Spirited Away. We just did an episode about that. And, uh, and yeah, you can check that out. Just same thing. Like, you know, search it on whatever you can find all, all different podcatchers and all that stuff. And also, if you want to support the show at all, go to uh, patreon.com slash podcast. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can listen to all of our bonus shows. Uh, I just posted our bonus show where we talk about all of the American video game shows that existed pretty much. John made an extensive list of various stuff from G4 to like even some of the earliest, earliest, like early 80s video game, like, um, game show type things and we just kind of go through all of it and give our pre- impressions of it uh there's like intro i put like intros of like everything on there i think it's pretty fun to listen to if you drop us a dollar you can listen to that and probably like, i think there's like 20 other bonus episodes on there as well that you can listen to so patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast check that out also there's a five minute preview on this on the free feed if you want to check that out about the where we talk about nick arcade for a minute on there but that was a fun episode to do. So, you know, if you want to drop us drop us a little bit of dough, you can listen to that on there. But uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And special guest. Daniel Moreno. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to us. We will see you next week. See ya. Bye-bye now. Oh wow! Oh. Like the football I'm player. I'm not that guy. I, I promise you, I'm not that guy. I'm not Dan Marino. I promise. Yeah. Laces out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>